Don't ever laugh as a hearse goes by, for you may be the next to die. They wrap you up in bloody sheets to drop you six feet on. Tonight, we're talking about creepy Ohio. It's where we're from. It's right around the corner and, well, it's creepy. Listener discretion is always advised. All aboard the Midnight Train Podcast. The worms play pinnacle on your snout. They eat your eyes. They eat your nose. As you begin to decompose. A slimy beetle with demon's eyes. Chews through your stomach and out your sides. Your stomach turns rancid grease. And pus pours out like melted cheese. Hello, passengers, and welcome to the Midnight Train Podcast, where we bring the dark to light. What? (laughs) (laughs) What's that mean? Well, we make fun of and joke about creepy shit while bringing you as much information on each topic as possible. I am your host, the conductor of the cryptic, Jonathan Sayer. Today's episode is brought to you. You changed the bank. Fuck off. <laughs> that, was all, that was all your fault. I'm just, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> and with me, of course, are my co-hosts, Mr. Moody and Logan. Wait, that's for me. Logan gets the. the there you oh, go. Well, thanks, Moody. Yeah, that's all you get. Yeah, that's. Uh, all. Yeah, I'll yeah, take yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so you beautiful bunch of dark passengers know that we are just a bunch of musicians and assholes that love history and cannot get enough of the mysterious. We want you to know how much it means that you're listening to us at this very moment. If you're new here, well, that's who we are. All right. And if you're not, well, then you know what we do. So your reviews and support really do make all of the hard work worthwhile. And uh, in saying that, please do us a favor. Stop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now and give us a five star review. If you can give five stars. Five. If you can give 10 stars, give 10. If you can give yeah, 20, great. maybe 20. How about just more than one review? Just how about just fucking just give us whatever. Yeah, it would be great if you guys could do that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All Although I, I don't think a lot of, I don't think a lot of like players and stuff like that. Are, I think like Apple might be the only one. Maybe yeah. there might be one. I don't know if it's iHeartRadio. I think you can do that too. Maybe. I think you can rate on iHeartRadio. Maybe. But I don't know anyone that uses that. So. Well, speaking of iHeartRadio, did yeah. you know on iHeartRadio and Spotify? Really? You can just type in the Midnight Train Podcast in their search bar and click the follow button. And guess what? You get each episode as they are released no Wait, really yeah. you get like a notification it tells you Dude, technology shit. is insane. i know i know right i know right <laughs> all right i know right. next thing you're gonna tell me is that they make computers small enough to fit in your pocket now <laughs> no <laughs> no what we're years away from that aren't we <laughs> so listen patreon subscribers are beautiful poopers you are going to be getting a bonus of us <laughs> actually watching for the first time our, I guess, premiere yeah. of the new documentary that Jeff Butchko over at darkroomspeed.com yeah. has put together, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. It's um, interesting. <laughs> Way to downplay it. <laughs> it's hilarious, and we're going to let you guys hear us actually watching it before you, you beautiful poopers, get your own 
special oh, viewing yeah. of it. Before anybody else does, you will be getting a link so Get you can first. actually watch it. That's right. So sign up for any of the bonus stuff and become a pooper by going to patreon.com forward slash the Midnight Train Podcast or head over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com. It's our official website. I think uh, I think they should go through the website because then they get to see all the cool shit on the website. Yes. And, uh, and, yes. and then they can get there easily. I agree. Yes. I agree, hundred yes. percent. Yes. And while you're there, you can actually pick up some merchandise. Yes. Oh, really? I actually started working on the Hotties of the Civil War T-shirt fuck today. Wait, seriously? Yes. Oh, I told you. Yeah, I told dude. you what happened. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty. I funny. was at work, dude. The guy thought of. I think he's. But tell us the story real quick. So I was. <laughs> so I was at work. It's a brand new job, by the way. I've been there for two weeks now. Uh, and I was working, and the one guy we were, you know, we were doing. We were checking pipe. <laughs> All right. We were, we were measuring All our right. pipe. All right. And uh, we were just kind of doing our thing, and I was standing there, and, and I wasn't even listening to anything. And I was just thinking about something, and for some reason, the hotties of the Civil War popped into my head. Yeah. And I just started laughing to myself out <laughs> loud in front of this guy that I've known for two weeks at this job. Because it's pretty fucking funny. And, uh, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. And then he was kind of looked at me and asked, what, like, what happened? And then I tried to explain it to him. And I think that made everything worse. Yeah, and, and I don't know how you explain of, that. The rest of the day, there was like a weird energy. <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy was just kind of like, "Yeah, why the fuck do I have to train this dude?" I'm changing positions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, luckily I'll be moving shifts, so we won't have to deal with. There it, you so. go. Pretty funny though. So yeah, we're gonna have some new merch coming up, and we got all kinds of cool stuff over there. So make sure you guys are checking it out. And for our Patreon poopers, yes, they are the poopers, and there's a reason behind that. But you have to become one. In order to find, find out, out what it is, you guys you know get all I mean? the cool shit as a pooper. Yeah. You're gonna get the uh, the exclusive live ghost hunt. Hopefully, broadcast of the walking the walkthrough of the ghost hunt. Yeah, you're gonna get that. No one else gonna be happening. Yeah, it's gonna be us. Yeah, going through. You guys will get to see John cry like a bitch. I'm not gonna. Cry. Why does everyone keep saying that? Because you're scaredy. Because you're I'm a scaredy pants. I'm, I'm not a scaredy. I'm the one that doesn't believe in this shit. Yeah, that's why you're gonna. That's cry exactly why you're gonna cry like a little baby. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I guess we'll see. We're gonna put some money on it. All right. All right. Yeah. Down. Yeah, we'll we'll make some bets. We'll have Fitty. some pools. Fitty. On what? That you'll cry? Yeah. Well, I don't really think you'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, make sure you guys are signing up over there. Become a pooper because uh first of all, you're helping the show out and you get bonuses and you get discounts on merchandise and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. So make sure you're doing that. And make sure that you are a part of the Patreon. Facebook page because yep, you get that's your, uh, the pooper. You, we got our own little pooper page. Yeah, that's right. Only pooper, the only your, your own little pooper page. <laughs> that's right. So make sure you're doing that. <laughs> and listen, sign up for our regular or normal official Facebook group page. It's yeah. super fun. There's a lot of memes going time, on there man. all the time. It's super fun. And as you may or may not know, and hopefully you do because you've been here before, but we have a little bit of a drinking game. Every Ooh. time we happen to reference a movie quote or break into song. <laughs> Yeah. You have to drink. You do. And I, I'm going to be drinking anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't have anything. Yeah. Well, do you want one? No, I'm good. I got one. What do you mean? You're good. All right. Well, give me something. Though. All right. Take whatever. Whoops. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll take there you go. There. Yeah, yeah. Why is there a fucking. I have no idea why that's there. There's like a paper clip on the. <laughs> anyway, make sure you're also subscribing to our uh, both our YouTube and Twitch uh, streaming services because we just live stream randomly all the damn time. We're not doing it tonight because we moved the place around, kind of oh, made yeah. it look better. I know. I, I gotta stop. No, doing we got that. this. Looks legit though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tough. Like I'm, I'm happy with this right now. We could put. A, you know, what we need to get for Logan though, just to make it look even more. Stripper legit. pole. No, no, no. Oh. One of those like drum shields, we could put it around him so it looks like he's in a little booth. Yeah. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. yeah. You guys can't really hear me that well. No, you're in, you have a microphone. Of course we can hear you. Oh. 
<laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Muted. All right. So let's turn on the lights. Yeah. Adjust our seats. Okay, we could do that. Grab a drink. And listen, I'm super excited about this because yeah. we are going to get spooky. We're going to get Ohio spooky. And I'm drinking Icelandic Arctic pale ale. Yeah, so that's a nod to our Icelandic friends. Fuck yeah. Yes. And so in saying that, first, here's a toast to all you beautiful motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm drinking Royal Docks Pumpkin Slayer Spiced Ale with Coffee. Give it to me. That doesn't get you going. I don't, I don't know. Either. I'm telling you. It's just I'm, it's just that you need you need that to start it off, to fucking do. To, get, to get it going. Yeah. To get I you agree. going. Yeah. Speaking of getting going. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Logan and I are both drinking the Royal Docks from Canton, Ohio, which is kind of ironic. Um, Why is that? It's Pumpkin Slayer Spiced Ale with Coffee. It's actually pretty good. What do you think, bud? I actually like it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. It sounds awful. And it's a good thing that we're drinking this because it's brewed right that? here in Ohio. And well, oh, yeah? well, well, here we are. Home state time. We're right here at Ojo, baby. Creepy o Ohio is where we are. Well, I guess heading today or staying around, whatever. Yeah. We're probably yeah. going to skip over the big boys like the Ohio State Reformatory and places like that because, well, you know about them, hopefully. And some of them we've done already. And we've actually covered them. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to leave those alone. There will be plenty of good stuff, though. We promise. It was hard. It was hard to find ones to put in here because there was a lot of good ones, man. It's good. So I tried to find ones that, like, I didn't know about. You know what I mean? Because I figured, you know, if I don't know about it, these other fucking people probably don't know about it. Yeah, they probably don't know. Yeah, possibly. Because if, if you don't if know. If they do, they're better people than I am. If you don't know, now you know. <laughs> so let's start off in good old Dayton. Dayton? Oh. Dayton. Yeah. Oh. Is there anything in Dayton? Well, we're going to visit the Victoria Theater here. There's also an Air Force Museum in Dayton. And yeah. uh, one of my one of my like relatives is in there. Is it Dayton or Toledo that's considered one of the most um, worst places for sex trafficking? Uh, Toledo. It's probably Toledo. Is it Toledo? Yeah, Toledo. Toledo should. You know, we fought Michigan for Toledo. Why? Yeah, I don't back. know. Take they, it back. They dude. should take it. Yeah. Michigan, take it back. Toledo. Just we, kidding. We're, we like you, but your city's a shit pile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of them that are. It's rough, but it's considered like one of the worst in the United States. Like, it's fucked up. Like, fucked up. That's because, you know. Toledo. Yeah. It's <laughs> a, a hub, dude. So fun fact about the Victoria Theater. The Victoria is one of the oldest continually operated theaters on the continent. That's a lot of you're, room. You're incontinent? <laughs> no, I pooped earlier. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It cost $225,000 to build and oh, opened as the Turner Opera House in 1866. Oh. $225,000 in 1866? Yeah, well, if what would that be today? It's just under $4 million in today's money. Wow. Still not bad. Yeah, not bad. Can you build a theater for four fucking million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? 
Yeah. Barely build a yeah. house for four million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what fucking seen, house are you living in? You see the price of lumber? I know. It's outrageous. Can't build a bench for less than four million dollars right now. I'm saying yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's crazy. So yeah, for right around uh four million dollars in 2021 money. So okay. according to an article, newspapers at the time called it the best theater west of Philadelphia. Ah, wow. Pretty awesome. In Dayton? Yes. Indubitably. In Dayton. Wow, Dayton in, was in, fucking crushing it in 1966. Yes. So general admission was only a dollar. The best seats in the house were between $10 and $12. Still can't afford that. Yep. <laughs> Arson was suspected of having caused an all-consuming fire oh, May, no. on May 16th in 1869, which destroyed the theater at a loss of $500,000. You know, roughly about $10 million today. You know what? That's not bad, though. What? They built it three years earlier at $4 million, and then it burnt down, but it was worth $10 million already. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a good investment. Yeah. Unfortunately, insurance covered only about $128,000 of it, which oh. is roughly $2.5 million oh. of that $10 million. Yeah. The... Yeah. Yikes. That's some shitty insurance. So that sucks pretty bad. So the rebuild took a few years, and the, the uh, theater reopened in 1871. Okay. The opera, um, the opera house resumed operations as, quote, the quote. I don't know why I said that. The music hall. I see the quotes yeah, on I the see thing. the quotes, and immediately that's where I go. In 1885, it became the Grand Opera House. All right. On September 18th, 1899, it became the Victoria Opera House. And in 1903, it became the Victoria Theater. Jesus, dude. Two years after the death of Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom. Fuck. Smooth sailing from here on out, right? I hope so. Nope. No. Uh huh. 1913 brought about the Great Dayton Flood, which I didn't know about this until I was going through the research. And holy shit. Yeah, it's rough, too. The Dayton Flood of March 1913 was caused by a series of severe winter rainstorms that hit the Midwest in late March. Yeah, it'll happen. Within three days, 8 to 11 inches, or 200 to 280 millimeters for all you civilized people out there, of rain. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Of rain actually fell throughout the Great Miami River watershed on oh, already man. saturated soil, resulting in more than 90% runoff. <laughs> so, in other words, 90% of the water coming down was moving. Yeah. It wasn't soaking in. No. Yeah. So the river and its tributaries overflowed. The existing levees failed, and downtown Dayton was flooded up to, ready? 20 feet. Oh, Holy damn. Fuck. Oregon, 6.1 meters for the feet? smart folk. Yes. That's yes. like near Katrina levels in New Orleans. It's deep. Deep. That's yeah. deep. That's two yeah. stories up. Your house would be covered. Correct. Yeah. Well, maybe not yours. You live in a mansion, but. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so this flood yeah, is like still. 30,000 square feet? <laughs> 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 the fuck? <laughs> this flood is still the flood of record for the Great Miami River watershed. Wow. The volume of water that passed through the river channel during this storm equaled the monthly flow over Niagara fucking Falls. That there's a New York. That's a fucking monthly flow, eh? <laughs> That's a lot of water, dude. It's a, it's a bit. Jesus. It is a bit. So the ground floor <laughs> of the theater was severely damaged. The theater's interior was rebuilt and remodeled. Okay. Oh. Now that you know the disaster's out of the way. Um. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, yeah, there's actually it? more. So you're telling me that there's more disaster? There's more, yeah. On January 16th, oh 1918, fire struck again and gutted portions of the building. Another fire? Yes. Due you to think war. that all the water from before would have, would have helped? <laughs> <laughs> It'd still be wet. Yeah, just soaked in there. Yeah. yeah. Just leave it. It'll help in the future. <laughs> due to World War I, the rebuild was delayed due to a material shortage. After the armistice, the oh, Victoria the saw extensive interior remodeling and in 1919, Reopened as the Victor, uh, Vict uh, Victory Theater. I think it's Victoria Theater. Right? No, it's Victory. Oh, Victory. It reopened Theater. as the Vic because so we the fucking won, bro. Oh yeah. 
because it was victory. V-Day, right? No, that was WW2. Is it D-Day? Just, just fucking read. Is it, is it M-Day? You saying Pam? <laughs> <laughs> A name commemorating the American war effort and its results, because yes, World War One. Do you know? I, okay, so real quick sidebar, sidebar, yes. sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Yes. <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast about World War One because I didn't know a lot about World War One. Yeah. Because everyone always talks about WW two, right? Yeah. Yep. I was listening to to, to a really good podcast about World War One. It was very interesting, and I didn't know a lot of shit about World War One, and it was great. Yeah. I also found out that the Germans kind of actually got fucked in World War One. Yep. Because they had like a uh, you know little treaty with a few countries. Hmm. And uh, basically, they kind of got sucked into it because of the uh, the little little uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The pinochle. Yes, they had a pinochle <laughs> with, with several of the countries <laughs> that basically, like, if somebody was to attack one of these countries, Germany would help out. Right. Or if somebody was to attack Germany, just the like other an agreement would, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, right. so they basically. Uh, I mean, if you guys know about World War, I'm not going to go into like Whoa. what started it and the whole assassination and all that shit. Right. But um. Basically, so like these other countries started shit. Germany jumped in, and since they were the biggest country as part of this group, they started like taking over the war efforts. And then at the end of the war, they got stuck with the whole bill. Yeah, oh, wow. None of the other countries did. Maybe nope. that's why they came back in World War Two. No, that was just that was well. That had a that lot. That was to the do guys with, that had really bad ideas. Had a lot to do with that. He had a mustache. Yes, too. he did. He, I listen. I was not a part of that. I tell Are everyone sure? over and over. No, listen. Just I, I hang around because I like to be there, be a part of things. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, he has a mind of his own. All right. Dude. I try to tell him while he's sleeping. I whisper in his ear. I thought you looked good, but he ruined it. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Fucked it for everybody. Charlie Chaplin and I, we're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Were yeah. you the same? Were you with Charlie? Was that no, you? That, that's my cousin. Oh, your cousin. What's his name? Uh, Sven. Okay. Yes. He's, right. he's a nice guy. Kind of right. quiet. We'll have to get him in here sometime. Yes. He should perhaps stop by. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, fuck Hitler. Anyways, anyway. back to it. So anyway, for many years after this, the theater had an amazing run and saw many of the top performers of the days come through. Okay. Yeah? Anybody good? Al Jolson. Oh, he's good. He's mammy, mammy. Yeah. That, that was, was Al Jolson. That would never fly today. No, yeah, it was blackface real hard. <laughs> Can't really do that. The Marx Brothers. Oh. That'd be like Groucho and those guys. Yeah. yeah. Harpo. Yeah, yeah. Harpo. And uh, uh, Jim. Chico. Jim. Jim, Jim Marks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the Marks Brothers. Hi, Jim. <laughs> Helen Hayes. Oh. Fanny Bryce. Oh, Fanny. George Fanny. M. Cohan. Okay. Lynn Fontaine. Mm-hmm. Gertrude Lawrence. Alfred Lunt. And some schlub named Harry Houdini. Harry Houdini. Yeah, some guy. Just, hold on. Give me a second. Is yeah. That, uh, that I, was I, a guy. That was the, the dude that was really good at spelling bees, right? No. Mm. That wasn't Harry Houdini. I mean, he may have been. Okay. I, I don't know necessarily. Well, That's not his claim to fame. What did, though. What did Harry Houdini do? Uh, he was um, like a magician escape artist and unfortunately oh. died doing one of his own stunts, kind of thing. So he wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, all right then. Well, these are just some of the big names to grace the theater. In the 30s, the theater was fitted to also play talking pictures. The talkies. Talkies. Hey, man, today. Today. 
See the new movie. Today. And here, here's another fun little tidbit of trivia. Chainsaw. Oh, dude, I love tidbits. Was one of the pioneers of talking pictures. No shit. Yeah. He oh, started. That's awesome. He actually started in the first talkie ever. Really? The first one? Yeah. It was called, I can't believe this. What is this voodoo? <laughs> yeah. And it was not good. <laughs> At all. In fact, uh, don't even look it up on YouTube. Don't waste your time. It's really, really bad. It's hard to find, though. Yeah, I heard. It's, it's bad. Yeah, just I, I wouldn't look that movie. No, I, I wouldn't. No, I mean, I mean anything with chains on it. I mean, he was like in his fifties then, right? Uh, what was he that? was young. Uh, was you're talking yeah, early 1900s, right? 1919. Right? Yeah, he was still kind of old, but you know, 50, you mean you mean five fifties? Five fifties. Yeah, yeah, you know, but he's still doing it. So in 1975, okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Over the years, the change in times <laughs> and the way the city of Dayton was headed threatened to close the theater. Oh, that's okay. In 1975, it was slated for demolition. Like and, the like the WWF tag team? They were uh, supposed to be there? Who was that? Hawk and Animal? Yeah. Is that right? No, Axe and Smash. Axe and Smash. Yeah, that, Hawk and Animal the Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to perform there. Is that what that is? No, that's not that. No? No. Oh. Yeah. So, and, and, and basically, they wanted to knock the place down in favor of pr a proposed parking lot, which seems well, that makes shitty. Sense. I mean, parking lots are way cooler than theaters. Right. Well, they're definitely more lucrative yeah. if you're charging. A public outcry for the theater's preservation that year helped to earn the building its listing in the National Register of Historic Places, and thus, it escaped demolition. Axe and Smash did not come. Wow. Dude, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be amazing. It's like that's how you demolished a building. Those two just came and fucked it With, up. Like fucking sledgehammers. Yeah, just shit. fucked it up. Their fucking big shoulder pads coming in and shit. That'd be amazing. <laughs> they, also, they also added Crush later on. Yes. Yeah. Wait, cr was Crush the guy who used to be... He is. No, maybe he's not. He's the guy that used to be called like uh, Puke and that ended up fucking breaking his neck and like lost everything because of that. I don't remember that. We should start a wrestling podcast. Maybe. Yeah, it'd be fun. Sure. Wrestling, yeah. a wrestling beer in Marvel Comics. Ooh. That's the next podcast. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, portions of the building were in poor or fading condition. All the while, it continued to be visited extensively by traveling theater companies. The theater had a network of access tunnels stretching out beneath the city's streets for several blocks, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. It was said that during vaudeville times, the tunnels allowed circus animals to be unloaded from railroad cars uh, blocks away from the theater and held underground until showtime. Fucking cool. That's crazy. Not for the animals. Well, no. Well, not for the giraffes. Can you imagine? <laughs> God damn it. This, this tunnel's so small. <laughs> as late as 1979, much of the tunnel network was accessible Giraffe. to employees, although some sections were blocked off by city steam pipes. Oh, man. In 1978, the theater was greatly benefited by the donation of a cache of equipment and stage draperies from Ooh. National Cash Registers, NCR, auditorium, which had been slated for demolition. All right. NCR also donated its historic five-rank Este pipe organ to the Victory, which oh was renovated and installed by aficionados. Very nice. In 1986, Virginia Kettering donated $7 million to fund a downtown arts center, conditioning her donation on the requirement that the center include the Victory Theater and be located within the same one-block area. So she believed in this shit. I don't even know who that is. It's... What? <laughs> you don't know Virginia Kettering? Uh, Am I on. supposed to? Yeah, dude. Yeah. She's amazing. All right, Logan, who the fuck is she? She's a woman in history. He's not wrong. So who is she? <laughs> you guys are telling me, I'm an asshole. Who is she? It's old man, old man Kettering's daughter. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, duh. 
fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the 1989 rebuilding of the theater was extensive and involved raising the enti- interior commercial space within the forward main stres- uh, stre- street-facing <laughs> section of the building as well as the stage house while carefully preserving and restoring the 1866-71 facade and the 1919 auditorium. Okay, so they're trying to renovate this in 1989 and still keep the old aesthetics. Right. Got to be a pain in the ass. Yep. Right. At the same time, the interior auditorium portion of the structure was completely renovated. She was a philanthropist. That's what, Yeah, she gave $7 million. Duh. Virginia Weifenbach Kettering. Right. She's uh, like, that's, like that's, is, that's her job. Is she or is she not a woman from history? She um, may perhaps have been. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Holy shit. What? Uh-oh. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What? It says born July 15th, 1907, age 114 years. Wow. But then it says she died in 2003 at 95. Wait, what? I'm so confused. I don't know. I'm just going by what it says. Way to go, internet. That's good math. Lame the internet. She died in Kettering, Ohio. Did she really? I assume it was named for her. I knew there was a Kettering, Ohio. Yeah, that's crazy. Look at you, smarty pants. Yeah. So they're trying to build this thing and make it look keep the 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 same aesthetics from back in the 1900s right Right. so the result was an an extensively new victoria theater as it was now so renamed it's now the victoria theater oh again yeah designed expressly for the performing arts the auditorium retained its original appearance appearance with completely restored plasterwork drapery marble work gilding and fresco detailing i love fresco yeah that's good water that's fresco that's fresco (laughs) i was about to say that what Fresca. No, fresco. Like you, fresco? Go, you go and you get yourself a nice fresco. I think you're thinking of a fresco melt. No, the water. No, that's fresca. That's agua. No, it's what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Additionally, the house receives state-of-the-art upgrading to its wiring, lighting, and sound systems, and now accommodated infrared sound transmitters oh. for headphone use. So, fucking booming, banging, right? That's amazing. The current theater accommodates 1,154 with 635 seats in the orchestra and 519 in the balcony. Okay. The hall, oh, this word, oh, oh, oh. the proscenium. What the fuck is a proscenium? It's a. Uh, I believe that's the. Uh, I, I want to say, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Probably. Okay. But I want to say that that's like where. Like, oh, fuck, is that what it is? Like where the fucking old dudes and the Muppets sat? I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like the boxes up top? Yeah, <laughs> Well, anyway, the proscenium measures 37 foot by 7 inches wide by, wait, 37 7 inches wide by 29 high by 39 3 deep. Unless it's just like a fucking sign or some shit. Maybe that's where the orchestra plays. Oh, maybe. A full-sized orchestra uh, orchestra pit lies just uh, below the the theater stage in front of the curtain. Okay. Oh, so that's the actual stage in front of the curtain then. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Okay. That's the actual stage stage. The stage of an ancient theater. There it is. All right. You guys Eight. learned something today. Proscenium is yeah. what that's called. Proscenium. What the hell was I thinking of? The old guys in the boxes? What are those called? That's called something, too. Boxes. I don't know. Oh, yeah. no. It's good. Shut up and go. All right. <laughs> Ten dressing rooms accommodating up to 18 people are wow. off stage left in the basement and at stage level. You know we love to get the history of these places, and this one was pretty cool. So what yeah, about the creepy know, stuff? I didn't know anything about that place. Yeah, it, especially it the whole flooding like and very, shit. It seems like it's a pretty important theater. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Oldest, yeah. oldest continually running one in the continent. Uh, the continent. Think about that, too. That's crazy. The, the continent. continent. And that's, so that's got to be 
Canada, Mexico. So it's the out of all of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the creepy stuff here, creepy all right? Stuff. First off, according to a Dayton.com article, okay. there's the story of a touring actress in the early 1900s who went to her dressing room to change for the next scene and never came out of the room. Oh. So I read a, I read this one kind of gets uh, weird because I've read uh, I read a couple different accounts of that story. <clears throat> and some say that like she came out and forgot a f- she forgot like a fan. Like as part of her act, and then it had to run back and get it. Some some of them said that she was changing for a scene, whatever the case is. But apparently, she just was like, "Oh, I got to go get something out of my dressing room," and then just never came back. Well, according to this, no trace of her was ever found. Though fewer and fewer actors would use that dressing room, with reports that some would look into the mirror and see her face staring back again. Oh no, that's she got kinda, sucked into the mirror. That's kind of fucked up. I don't know. Dude, mirrors are creepy, man. I don't yeah. like that. The same article talks about how in the 1950s, a man committed suicide in the theater by wedging a knife into the seat in front of him and throwing himself upon it. What? Wow. Why? That is what? That is a horrible way to go. Uh, well, so I guess I, I did read uh, another article that had that in there, too. And I guess he was he did that on purpose to make it like brutal. Yeah. Oh, okay. So people would find him and it'd be it'd be like a horrific scene. That sounds kind of Jesus. Yeah. So when the curtains around the left exit door are pulled, some people claim to see his face. Okay. Staff members through the years have said they heard strange noises like the rustling of satin or taffeta. <laughs> taffeta, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, taffeta. No, taffeta. It's taffeta. <laughs> young, the young Frankenstein, folks. Yeah. yeah, drink up. That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a deep one right there. That was I'm, good. I'm impressed. Yeah. Good, good, good. Or suddenly smelled the scent of roses in the air. Oh. Now, okay, let me ask a question. Would yeah. you be able to to pick out the smell of roses in the air. As long as they smell like poo poo. Yes, only because we have <laughs> roses really smell like poo poo poo. Only because we yeah. have roses in the side of our house. So, so you you know what they smell like? The time, yeah. I don't think I I don't think I could pick out that smell. I think you have a pretty distinct smell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Others are said to have seen the ghost of the the victorious founder when they're alone in the building. So, all right. Spooky shit. Right. Diane Schoffler Warren who has a fantastic name, uh-huh. a Victoria spokeswoman told us, that, well, told whoever wrote this article, that many of the historic theaters, longtime volunteers and staff like to blame these strange occurrences to uh, Miss Vicky, who was not a real person. Oh, So that's another one that gets seems to get uh, um, kind of mixed up and tossed around is this Vicky thing. Because if you read, some people attribute the, uh, the name Vicky to the actress who went back to her dressing room and didn't come back. Right. Some people say that that was Vicky, and then other ones say that this Vicky person never existed. Oh. Oh. So I'm I'm I don't know who's right. So who. then who are they seeing then? Some fucking lady <laughs> not named Vicky. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Well, staff, patrons, and performers have had a boatload of experiences with the uh, spirits who visit or reside there. Very nice. Project Paranormal Investigations caught some hard evidence that greatly increases the known number of spirits who adore this theater. Hard. PPI? Dude, you guys, the poopers have such a better name. Yes, it is. Than PPI? Than PPI. <laughs> PPI. It should be IPP. PPP. PPI. I don't like it. Yeah, nope. Apparently, the spirits here are a talkative group. They caught a boatload. It keeps saying boatload. That's, that I just, was me. I, I'm gonna, did you say boatload? I did. I'm going to say buttload. Like boatload to me is funnier. 
I like I used it once and then I that's one of those things that we're like, oh, I'll just use this word. And then I used it again. I'm like, oh, shit, I think I already, eh, whatever. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so they caught a shit ton of EVPs of many spirits. One spirit fuck worked pile. there. Yeah, fuck pile. Yes. Fuck pile. I like yes. that. Uh, one spirit once worked there as an usher, some crew members, actors and actresses, a director and a well-dressed man with a dirty hat oh. who watches people who come into the auditorium. He's not okay. that well-dressed if he's got a dirty hat on. Mm. Yeah. That's, I mean. Who the fuck leaves the house in a dirty hat? Well, not me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Nope. One EVP possibly suggests that the spirit of Vicky's killer is grounded here. Quote, they will never catch me. Oh. So they actually caught that? It says yeah. they'll never catch me? Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. This well-dressed man could be the... Oh, I keep hearing ZZ Top every time. Sharp-dressed man. Yeah. <laughs> every girl's crazy about a... Dun, 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 dun. Hey, rest in peace, too. You're like, you know, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, that sucks. Dusty. Yeah, dusty. Anyway, so the well-dressed man could be the spirit of the victorious founder, keeping a close eye on the living and still enjoying his fear? <laughs> what is that word? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's enjoying his fear. <laughs> that man right there, he's enjoying his fear. Man, I love going down to the fear. <laughs> Spirits freely gave up their names. Isaac, Jacob, Alice, Jennifer Price, Bill, and Miss Josephine Bill? Swartz. Is, that... Is it our Bill? It it's might be. It's Bill. It's Bill. I think it is. Is Bill a ghost? He no. might be, dude. Bill's not oh, a ghost. Creepy. No? Bill brings a lot of beer. He can't be a ghost. No, he can't. Uh, if he is a ghost, he's a ghost to have. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, uh, Miss Josephine Swartz, who was a well-known ballet instructor. So, these are all people that have actually said their names through the these spirits. Are the names that they found, yeah. When male spirit pleaded for help. Oh. Yeah. Help me! Help me! <laughs> <laughs> One gruff spirit didn't believe he was dead and asked the investigator, quote, do you want to fight? Oh. The <laughs> Put him up. <laughs> Hold on. This feisty spirit said that the year was 2000. What's funny about that? Because in my notes it says this fiesta spirit. <laughs> oh this fiesta spirit. Party man. <laughs> So one male spirit oh, man. <laughs> keeps the spirit of Vicky company. Hopefully oh. he is a friend and her protector because I would suck if he was tormenting her. Right. It would be horrible. Yeah, that would yeah. be terrible. There was a negative evil one there as well reported oh, no. by the other spirits. Okay. This spirit said that he was sent to keep another spirit stuck here. Mm. So that's kind of fucked up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like one spirit was there in order to stop another spirit from what crossing over? I ain't allowed to let this bitch leave. Yeah. Like how fucked up of a spirit do you have to be to have another spirit hold you back yeah well it said that that's an evil one yeah oh so he's so like he's an evil spirit trying to keep like a good spirit oh. from going well that's there. fucked up that's not very nice yeah anyway fun stuff haunted theaters are always good and now uh yeah, moody absolutely. moody uh where where should we go go to now you know what i've been really wanting to hear about what's yeah that? what's up like a uh, like maybe like a maybe a hospital or like a uh, um okay maybe like a, an asylum of some sort how about a lunatic asylum that works all right that works so let's get let's let's move to that one now okay okay I, now listen we know that you know lunatic asylums are you know can be a little bit quote unquote crazy oh, oh. 
Don't want to say that. Anyway, so the Ridges, a building formerly known as the Athens Lunatic Asylum, has been a, a constant source of ghost stories and sightings for years. I've, I've heard a lot about I've know I know people that went to OU. Okay. I've never heard of this one. Yeah, and it's part of the college now. Oh, okay. So. Oh, well. You go to college. <laughs> Your, Riley went to college. Your mom goes to college. <laughs> your mom goes to college. <laughs> the Ridges was a Kirkbride plan mental hospital operator. We've talked and about. We've talked about Kirkbride. Uh, he was the guy that uh, went through and set up. What was the other one that we did? Yeah, um, that one. That, that other one we talked about. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Go back and listen. Anyway, <laughs> from 1874 until 1993, wow. after a period of disuse, the property was redeveloped by the state of Ohio. Okay. Today, the ridges are a part of Ohio University and house the Kennedy Museum of Art, as well as an auditorium and many offices, classrooms, and storage facilities. This is creepy. Yeah. The original design included an administration building with two wings, one that would house the males and other for females. That's uh, that's Kirk Bride <laughs> yep, right there. The, the way it's laid out. Yep, yep. That's always done it. The building itself was 853 feet long. Wow. 60 feet wide. Okay. And built with red bricks fired from clay dug on site. Oh. I wonder who dug up the clay. Probably. People. Good job. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, people did that. I don't think they had clay digging machines back then. <laughs> I was more so thinking like it was probably like people they were like in penitentiaries and shit because that's what they used to do. Most likely. Yeah. yeah. Built onto the back were a laundry room and boiler house. Seven cottages were also constructed to house even more patients. There was room to house 572 patients in the main building, almost double of what Kirkbride had recommended, leading to overcrowding and conflicts between the patients, which is what we always hear about with all these places. Yeah. Yeah. And always. The administrative section located between the two resident wings included an entrance hall, offices, a reception room on the first floor, the superintendent's residence on the second floor, and quarters for other officers and physicians on the third and fourth floors. Got you. Okay. You guys got that? Yeah. Okay. A large high ceiling amusement hall filled the second and third floors, and a chapel was included on the fourth floor. Oh, wow. Behind and beneath the building's public and private spaces were the heating and mechanical systems, kitchens, cellars, storerooms, and workspaces. Caught you. The site, which was comprised of 141 acres, would eventually grow to 1,019 acres. Wow. That's that's fucking huge. That's like a big couple of acres, man. Yeah. that's, That's definitely bigger than not. How much do you think you get a thousand acres That's for? Definitely bigger than for right now? Yeah. Uh where? I don't know, around here somewhere. Right. If you could find a thousand acres. Dude, yeah, an acre luck. around here is gonna cost you a ton of money. Yeah. Here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so say say you were like southern Ohio. Okay. Near the West Virginia border. I hear you, bud. You got yourself a thousand acres. Maybe. Okay. What do you think you're called? what do you think you're paying per acre? Uh, to buy it? Uh, yeah. Or to sell it? Buy it. All right. To buy it. Twenty grand. No. More? Per acre? Yeah. Per acre, not for oh, a thousand. Oh, okay, yeah. per acre? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say roughly probably about 10, 10 to 15 grand an acre. So you're looking at like... Lots of money. Yeah, just $10 a couple million? Bucks. Dollars? Yeah. It's, yeah just, it's good money. All right, I was yeah, curious. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But those that 1,019 acres included uh, cultivated wooded, uh, cultivated wooded and pasture land. Right. Oh, right. okay. Well, you got a lot there. Right. So the grounds were designed. Say what? It's like its own little ecosystem. Right. The grounds were designed by Herman Harlan of Cincinnati and would incorporate landscaped hills and trees, decorative lakes, a spring, and a creek with a waterfall. A creek? That sounds lovely. A creek. Yeah. It's got a creek. Sounds very nice. I like creeks. Not only would the patients enjoy the beautiful landscape, but citizens also enjoy the extensive grounds. Oh, citizens can go there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's even weirder, though. Yeah, that seems kind of odd. You're just like walking down a path. You're like, Ooh. yeah, let's go to the mental institution. Hey, there's one coming. Yeah. Just, let's 
he looks really crazy. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Though the facility would never be fully self-sustaining, over the years, the grounds would include livestock. Okay. Farm fields. Yeah. A gardens. Like those. An orchard. Maybe. Greenhouses. Oh. A dairy. Uh-huh. A receiving hospital. Okay. A to. <laughs> tubercular ward, Ew. a physical plant to generate steam heat, and even a carriage shop in the earlier years. How the fuck was that not fully self-sufficient? Uh, it should have been. This sounds, sounds almost like identical it. to the other one we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy yeah, that was, they would do that. The Kirkbride plan, man. Yeah. The hospital, first called the Athens Lunatic Asylum, officially began operations on January 9th, 1874. Within two years, it was renamed the Athens Hospital for the Insane. Over the years, its name would be changed many times to the Athens State Hospital, the Southeastern Ohio Mental Health Center, the Athens Mental Health Center, the oh. Athens Mental Health and Mental Retard Center. <laughs> oh, boy. That's not funny, but that was the... the Ooh, that was oh, yeah, yeah, that's a... Eee. And Athens Mental Health and Developmental Center. Okay. Got you. So all those sounds good, sound good except that one. Yeah. yeah. During its operation, the hospital provided services to a variety of patients, including Civil War veterans, huh. children, the elderly, the mm. homeless, mm. rebellious teenagers being taught a lesson by their parents. Oh, oh, Jesus, kids. dude. <laughs> and violent criminals suffering from various mental and physical well, disabilities. Seems like it's a good place to put them all together. Sounds like I would have ended up in there. It's a good hodgepodge. It's like, oh, mom and dad say you're being a dick. Well, guess what? This guy killed seven people. Have fun, guys. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy each other's hospitality. You don't want to fold your clothes? Fine. <laughs> Go hang out with fucking Tommy in there. Right. He killed seven people. Right. Exactly. With diagnosis ranging from the slightest distress to severely mentally ill, these patients were provided various forms of care, many of which have been discredited today. No shit. Shucker. The asylum was best known for its practice of, hey, we talked about this too. Lobotomy. Just like that other place. Yep. What the fuck place was that? Uh, I can't. I don't, we just did it not that long ago, too. Yeah, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, we're terrible. But it was also known to have practiced hydrotherapy. Oh. Electroshock. Okay. You know, restraint. Very you know, nice. And psychotropic drugs, many of which have been oh, found to be harmful today. Fucking fun. <laughs> oh, let's do it. <laughs> More interesting are the causes listed for admission, including yeah. epilepsy. Okay. <laughs> menopause. Nice. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Better. She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> alcohol addiction. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was the other place had the alcohol thing too. Yeah. Yeah. And tuberculosis. Oh no. Tuberculosis. Yes. Uh, general ill health also accounted for many admissions, <laughs> which included in for the uh, first three years of operation thirty nine men and forty four women. For the female patients hospitalized during these first three years of the asylum's operation, the three leading causes of insanity are recorded as <laughs> Jesus. Quote, uh, pupural condition, which is relating to childbirth, which I'm going to say is probably like post-mortem. Post, post, what's that called? Post-mortem. Post, post, what is post it? Post-mortem. Partum, thank you. Oh, yeah. Post-mortem? Post-mortem. Post-mortem. Are you thinking post-mortem? Maybe. Which is means after you're dead? Yeah, whatever. That's too. Change of life and menstrual derangements. <laughs> PMS? Yes. You got fucking a, right. you got you got admitted, admitted for, for PMS. PMS. Yes. According to an 1876 report, the leading cause of insanity among males <laughs> was masturbation. <laughs> Wait, what? I can't have a good time in my own fucking house and I gotta go to a fucking insane asylum? Oh my god! I'm sorry, sir, but uh, we've noticed that you've been, you know, 
jerking your gherkin way too much lately. Uh, we have a hospital we need you to go to. I'm going to get this guy uh, checked okay, out. Okay, so it looks like uh, the purple thing. Yeah. Uh, it comes up as uh, purple fever. It lasts more than 24 hours within the first 10 days after a woman has had a baby. It's due to an infection most often of the placental site within the uterus. Uh, Jesus. It could also uh, get into the bloodstream and cause sepsis. Oh, well, we're also talking 1870s. So, yeah, I can see that happening. Sepsis. You got that? Sepsis. Did you spring a leak? <laughs> ah, the second most the second so most good. common cause of insanity I, was I'll listed be in there too. Hey. <laughs> We'd all be in there right yeah, now. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. No wonder yeah. there was overcrowding. Yeah. But the second one was yeah. listed as intemperance or alcohol. So these motherfuckers were jerking off and drinking a lot back Getting then. Getting hammered, just like, ah, I'm just going to crank one yeah. out real quick. Yeah, Hold yeah, on yeah, a second. Bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Depending upon their condition, a patient's <laughs> treatment could range from full care to amazing freedom. Over the years... As long as you're not jerking off right, in public. Yeah. How about you stop drinking and jerking off all over the place? <laughs> Look, dude, you could go home today if you just quit drinking and jerking off. Yeah, those are literally Look, like two of... you don't even of, have to stop jerking off. Just don't do it in front of the kids. But those are literally two of my favorite things to do. Drink and jerk off. <laughs> I... I'm going to go home. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, know, it's not yours. Do you, Shut up. Do you want us to leave for a while? Yeah, do you, we can come back in like seven minutes. No, I'm doing it right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Good thing I'm behind this desk and can't see. <laughs> Depending on their condition, a patient's treatment could range from full care again to amazing freedom. Over the years, numerous buildings were added, including a farm office, a new amusement hall, oh. additional wards and residences, a laundry building, power plant, garages, stables, mechanic shops, a firehouse, therapy rooms, and dozens of others. Sounds fun. By the 1950s, the hospital like was place. using... Yeah, it sounds pretty epic to be honest with you the hospital was using uh, 78 buildings in the 1950s and was treating uh, 1800 patients that's pretty good right yeah in the 1960s the total square footage of the facility was recorded at 660,888 square feet it's like your house fuck off (laughs) I I don't have that much square footage (laughs) oh I'm sorry you're at like 648. <laughs> My bad. I don't know what I would do with 660 square fucking foot. Thousand square foot. Yeah. <laughs> at this time, its population peaked at nearly 2,000 patients, over three times its capacity. Of course, we always hear about this. Mm-hmm. They always go over and then shit gets bad because then you don't have the people to take care of them. You yeah. don't have the, you know. Yeah, yeah. However, the number of patients would begin to, de- to decline the next several decades as deinstitutionalization accelerated. Yeah, you know, when science came around. Right. They were like, well, you know what? Look, you don't have to fucking admit this guy for jerking off. <laughs> Listen, Bill, um, I want to apologize to you. Um, <laughs> so it seems that we were a little off. Um, <laughs> Turns out everybody yeah, does. Yeah, I. Listen, when you came in, I. Uh, okay. I wanted to tell you, <laughs> but I do it too. Do you? So does Tom, Steve, Louise. Sharon, Carla, pretty much everybody that works here. Oh. Yeah. So we, we want to apologize. Here's a care basket. 
Is there a lotion in it? <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> As the number of people at the asylum declined, the buildings and wards were abandoned by oh, one by one. Comprised of three graveyards, burials began soon after the institution's opening as there were deceased patients who were unclaimed by their families. Fuck them. We don't want him. He jerked off too yeah. much. He was masturbating way too much for me. <laughs> I do it once, twice a week. He was doing it once, twice a day. He's out of the wheel. Fuck him. <laughs> we don't, we... <laughs> <laughs> Until 1943, the burials were headed only by stones and numbers with the names of the dead only known in uh, recorded ledgers. Only one register exists today, which contains the names of 1,700 of the over 2,000 burials. That's a lot of fucking dead bodies, man. Show enough. In 1972, the last patients were buried in the asylum cemetery. Today, the cemeteries continue to be maintained by the Ohio Department of Mental Health. So in 1977, Athens Asylum made news when it housed multiple personality rapist Billy Milligan. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a nice boy. Yeah. You know, oh, Billy Milligan. Billy? In the highly publicized yeah. court case, Milligan oh, was boy. found to have committed several felonies, including oh. armed robbery. Okay. Kidnapping. Sure. And three rapes. Ugh, on the Ohio State University campus. Oh my Who's fucking banging, dude? I don't know. That's, that's not me blowing banging. up. Sounds like uh, sounds like uh. It's not me. My shit's definitely on, not me. My shit's on silent constantly. My shit is always silent. <laughs> In preparing his defense, <laughs> psychologists diagnosed Milligan with multiple personality disorder, from which the doctor said he had suffered from early childhood. He was the first person diagnosed with multiple personality disorder to raise such a defense and the first acquitted of a major crime for this reason. Oh. So he didn't get acquitted for it? He didn't get, go to fucking jail for it? Apparently shit? not. Mulligan was then sent to a series of state-run <laughs> mental hospitals. It wasn't me. Hospitals. It was the other me. <laughs> I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Including, um, so he was sent to state-run mental uh, hospitals, including Athens. Uh, while at these hospitals, Milligan reported having 10 different personalities. Later... Oh. 14 more personalities were said to have been discovered. Holy shit. That dude's got 24 people in there? Yeah. After 25 a, if you count him. Yeah. After a decade, Milligan was discharged. He died of oh. cancer at a nursing home in Columbus, Ohio on December 12th, 2014. What? At the age of 59. 2014? Yeah. Wait, so he was 59 in 2014. Yeah. When did he get busted? Uh, 1977. Hmm. So he was like, what, in his 20s? At that yeah. time? Yeah. 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 The next year, yeah, the hospital yeah, made the news yeah. again when Early a patient... Toy. He was young. Yeah. They made the news again when a patient named Margaret Schilling disappeared on December 1st, 1978. It wasn't until January 12th, 1979, 42 days later, that her body was unfortunately discovered by a maintenance worker in a locked, um, long-abandoned ward once used for patients with infectious illnesses. Oh, that sucks. So keep, somebody hit her keep, body there? Keep reading again. Okay. No, no, no. So, okay, the story that I read is that um, her and some other patients were... This is one story. I don't know how true this is or whatever the case is, but the one story I heard was that she um, <clears throat> was playing hide-and-seek with some of the other inmates. Okay. And um, the, 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 like, the patients were hiding and the nurses were supposed to look for them. Like, they were just playing a game. And then, like, something happened, and the nurses got called away, like, right away, and they never, like, found her. <clears throat> and then they realized later on that she was missing, and they all went out to look for her, and they couldn't find her anywhere. What? And then, they, and then a, like, a, 
a handyman went into this room at some point and found her there. But it gets, it gets worse. Just keep Okay. Reading. Oh, my God. So, though Tess showed that she died of heart failure, she was found completely naked ugh, with her clothing neatly folded next to her body. We've heard that one before. That's weird. Keep reading. Weird. Though. More interesting is the permanent stain that her body left behind. Clearly, an imprint of her hair and body can still be seen on the floor, even though numerous attempts have been made to remove it. Yeah. That's fucked up. She brought it on the floor, and it caused a stain. Oh, my God. I think I have a picture of you. Want to see it? Yeah. I think we should send that out to everybody. Do it. By 1981, the hospital housed fewer than 300 patients. Numerous buildings stood abandoned, and over 300 acres were transferred to Ohio University. In 1988, the facilities and grounds, excluding the cemeteries, were deeded from the Department of Mental Health to Ohio University. Holy shit. And that that's an old picture of it, but if you look at like a recent picture of it. How long was like, she there? 42 days? I don't remember how much. Bro, that's said. what it said here. Like, yeah. It was 42 days or whatever. Yeah. And she. If you look up recent pictures, it's like the gray concrete and you can still see like a white outlet. Same kind of thing. Yeah. Do, do me a favor. Post that up on our uh, social media because that's crazy. The social media. Is that that what the kids say nowadays? That's not what the kids say nowadays. You're not a fucking kid either, dude. (laughs) What? What? I'm like half your age, dude. Wow. Half. How old do you think I am? 42. You're close, actually. (laughs) What are you, 38? I wish. 39. 41. Are you really? You're 41? God, you're fucking old. Why does everyone make fun of me when you're almost my age? (laughs) Because you're older than me. (laughs) But no one could be near as old as Chainsaw, so you know, we, we still got that going. Aww. Uh, Love you, buddy. <laughs> poor Chainsaw. Anyway, Whatever, yeah, send that man. over because that's a crazy picture. Yeah, I'll put it up. I can't believe like like she, like, and they tried to get rid of it and they just can't. Still there to, uh, use, to this day, man. It's still there. It's so sad. Anyway, I mean, it sucks. Super, super sucks. So the Athens Center officially closed in 1993 and the remaining patients transferred to another facility. The property stood vacant for several years before restoration began. The name of the property was changed to The Ridges and in 2001, renovation work was completed on the main building known as Lynn Hall. Today, it houses music, geology, biotechnology offices, storage facilities, and the Kennedy Museum of Art. And a floor stain. And the floor stain. Over the years, other hospitals, uh, hospital buildings were modeled and used by the university, although many others still sit abandoned. Now, that's pretty fucking wild, especially with that. Ugh, that's so sad. The info in the history cave, a cave, came from a great article at legendsofamerica.com. When the university took over the property, some students began to spend time at the ridges, as one would do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you would. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, this is when <laughs> this is when many reports of paranormal activity began to surface. This includes hearing disembodied screams in the middle of the night, electric anomalies, rattling door handles, and vanishing spectral images. Some of these events occurred in the area where Margaret Schilling's remains were found and were thus attributed to her. Of course, her spirit is said to have appeared staring down from the window of her of the room where her lifeless body was discovered. Oof. Her apparition has been seen attempting to escape. Others have seen her wander in various parts of the building at night. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't like that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Other former patients are also said to remain in residence as well. Visitors have reported seeing strange figures standing in the empty wings of the former hospital. 
Many have heard the disembodied voices of those in agony and warning those that wish to listen to them. You may also hear the squeaks of gurneys that are no longer there. Oh, <laughs> see that? I don't know. That seems... That would kind of fuck me up. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah, squeak, squeak, yeah. Squeak, squeak, squeak. What the fuck? I know. That that might get me. Dude, I hope we hear that shit. Yeah. I'm going... Dude, I'm going to call him and be like, look, we need to set this no, up. No, don't set nothing up. No. <laughs> I need you to... I need no, you to find it's got to be... An old gurney. Because I'll call that shit out, and dude. And when John goes by himself, I just need you to squeak that shit down the See, hole. now I'm going to laugh when that happens. You know what I mean? I'll laugh. <laughs> we're really going to hear something like that? You're going to be like, ah, fuck you guys. Like, oh, dude, this is, I'm serious. It's real, man. <laughs> Some folks see strange lights and hear screams echoing through the walls. No. More frightening, many have come across the spirits of patients in the basement who remain shackled there oh. in their afterlife. That's fucked up. Yeah, oh. Sadly, these may be the many spirits who died or suffered at the hands of staff in the asylum. Fuck. The cemetery well, is also... Were, I mean, they were shackled, so they didn't masturbate. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way, buddy. Just saying. Just saying. You can figure it out if you want it bad enough. That's true. Yeah, that is true. The cemetery is also said to be haunted by a, uh, by shadowy people and strange lights. We got to cover shadow people one of these days. Yes, we definitely need yeah. to. Probably have so what they are, are there people that look like shadows? Oh, really? Oh, episode over. Done. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you, just, you guys got a fucking twofer. That was like, good job, Moody. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you. In one area, the linear <laughs> shapes of the graves. Oh, graves? <laughs> <laughs> you like those graves over there? <laughs> of the graves form a circle rumored to be Ooh. a witch's meeting point. Oh. Okay, uh, side note real quick. Nice. So Jeff, again, yes. uh, the guy who, you know, former co-host who's doing oh, who our documentary. <laughs> anyway, he went to some fucking weird-ass place today. And he was like, dude, there was nobody there. Like, it's like a, it's almost like a little, um, what do you call those little fucking, like the, 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 like the metro, like wooded areas and stuff where you can go and like walk around them and stuff. Like a, like a nature preserve? Yeah, kind of like that. But he went to one like far out. Okay. And there was like nobody there. Far, far out, bro. Man. Far <laughs> out. Hey, man, far out. Far out, man. So he goes there and he's like sending, he took a bunch of pictures while he was there and he's like, dude, it was dead quiet. Like dead. Nobody else there. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm walking around these, these little bridges and stuff. And then all of a sudden I stumble across a teepee made of sticks and branches in oh. the middle of nowhere. You know what that oh, is? Blair Witch. Sasquatch. It's a fucking Sasquatch. It's a Sasquatch house, dude. That makes sense. We gotta let him know. Fucking Sam Squanches out there. Sam Squanches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, I tell you what. Let's switch it up here for Speaking a minute. Speaking of, and talk about Moody's favorite things, cryptids. Oh, I thought you were gonna say long walks on the beach. Do you like those moonlit dinners? Do you like those? Oh. <laughs> He's like, no, not at all. No, I don't. No, yeah. I like a very big, soft couch or chair. Yeah. And a good television. Yeah. Chair. Yeah. yeah. That's me. Yeah. I'm there. So yeah. Like. So, what kind of cryptids can one expect to find in Ohio? That's a good question. Well, we're going to let you know. One, one of my favorites is in there. Yeah. Yep, it's yeah. Moody. Let's start with the Loveland Frogmen. Oh. Fun story. My aunt lives in Loveland. Really? Told me 100% that these are real. Really? Yeah. So, you've got like just like absolute proof of this. I don't have absolute proof, but I've... Uh, but you've got, like, secondhand yeah. knowledge of this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're real, apparently. All right. Stories started popping out in the 50s. Okay. Tales that differed slightly from one another about a massive frog. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Causing all manner of mischief. Seriously, is this a real thing? Yeah. A fucking big frog. It's a frog, man. 
<laughs> you don't fuck with big frogs, all right? Don't, okay. What? No, no. Shh. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm here. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I, what's so funny? Nothing. Most of the stories start the same, <laughs> but there seem to be three major variations. In one story, the... What's so funny? I don't know. In one story... <laughs> <laughs> the motorist is heading out of the Branch Hill neighborhood when he shines his car's headlights on the huge uh, on the huge figure. Yeah. The trio stood on their hind legs, okay, and just stood yeah. in the middle of the road. Yep. The man honked his horn. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way. The figures perked up. They twist their necks around and gasp. <gasps> All three look at the driver with leathery skin and frog faces. Yeah, frogman. You sound like you don't believe this. Version number three. <laughs> what happened to version number two? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll keep reading. So this one, same bridge. The motorist pulls over. He gets okay. out of his car and spots the creatures. Yeah. All three are conversing in or animatedly. The driver calls out would. to them. One of the Loveland frogmen gets up, points yeah. his fingers at his friends in the yeah. universal gesture of put a pen in it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Turns to the bothersome intruder. Quote, can't you see we're holding a conversation? How rude. Sure, that is rude. That is incredibly rude. Holds out a wand over its head and flicks the Harry Potter approved apparatus. A blazing fire of spark cannons uh, or sparks cannons out of the wand and the motorist flees the scene. I don't know why you're having a hard time believing this. The other version goes <laughs> like this. So is this three or four now? I don't know what's happening right now. Okay. The motorist spots the creatures under the Loveland Bridge. Okay, yeah. One of many going over the Little Miami River. Sure. He honks his horn. Uh, of course. The creatures shoot out from under the bridge. One lands on his hood uh -huh. and croaks. Uh-huh. And the driver passes out. Ribbit. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my ragtime gal. <laughs> was it, it? It was Michigan J. Frog. Yeah, Michigan J. Frog. Yep. Yeah. On March third, nineteen seventy-two, at one a.m., the Loveland Police Department. Go <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the Loveland Police Department hopped in. Get it? They <laughs> Marched into the madness. <laughs> Officer Ray Shockey was gliding his car on Riverside Drive near the Totes Boot Factory yeah. and the Little Miami River when a suspicious animal ran across the road in front of his vehicle. Totes, bro. Right. He hit his brakes. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Hit the steering wheel. Yeah, like, son of a bitch! And looked on. <laughs> the animal, now fully illuminated in his patrol car's headlights, blinked dude, dude. at Shockey. Was it a frogman? Who was having a meltdown true to his last name. Shockey was in shock. <gasps> Framed in his car's lamp stood the legendary Loveland frogman. Oh, Shockey man. reported the sighting and stated, quote, it's crouched like a frog. <laughs> <laughs> the creature then climbed over the guardrail and jumped into the river. Like a frog would. Two weeks after that wild incident, a second Loveland police officer, Mark Matthews, oh. did Shockey a solid and reported seeing an unidentified animal similar See? in height and facets See? near the same road. He's got his back. And you know what? What? He shot the damn thing. He shot it? That's right. So they have a they have a, a Loveland frogman somewhere. He killed it. 
Okay. Unfortunately, Matthews didn't actually shoot a frogman. Sorry about oh. that, folks. Aww. According to Matthews, it was, quote, a large iguana about <laughs> three or three and a half feet long. He shot a fucking iguana, dude. <laughs> and he didn't immediately pinpoint the creature's ID because it was missing its tail. He it, shot an iguana. It wasn't a Loveland, a Loveland frogman at all. Yeah. He shot a fucking iguana. But, I think uh, we all need to take a second to think about that statement. Oh, wait, before we do that, in, quote. In Loveland, Ohio. It either got loose or was released when it grew too large. He shot somebody's pet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was somebody out there What like, is going on? There was somebody out in Loveland just like, can't wait till Spike comes back. <laughs> Spike. <laughs> I don't know how he got out. It's just. He left his tail in the tank, though. He must have heard it getting out of the tank and just can't wait to see him. He's like posters up and shit around. Like, so have you ever have you seen... seen this iguana? And like the cop shoots it and then he like sees the poster. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Just pushes it in like the lake or something real fast. Just throws it in. Yeah. But have you seen like some iguanas can get big as fuck. They're huge. Yeah, like huge. 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 <laughs> Absolutely huge. Dude, he said three and a half feet without a fucking tail. Yeah, with, without, with, without the with tail. With a tail, they can get like, yeah, like six feet. That is, it's huge. 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 <laughs> They're assholes too, but They way. are. Fucking, I, I remember my cousin, I went over to fucking visit him when he got out of jail. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went to visit him and he had a fucking iguana. And he's like, yeah, the iguana can be temperamental, so you might want to leave him alone. I'm like, why the fuck is he not in a cage then? He's just running around the apartment or whatever. That sounds safe. And so I go over there, and I didn't have, I had, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I had shorts on or not, but it whacked me with its fucking tail. Dude, that's what oh, they do. They whip fuck. their tails. Dude, it brought blood to the yeah. surface of my fucking leg. Yeah, yeah. Fuck uh, that fucking cool, little dude. lizard. Kick that bitch fucker. across the room. That's right. Frogmen are cooler than you. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. In August 2016, local Cincinnati TV stations reported Ooh. that, quote, a night of fun turned into a chilling tale of horror <laughs> when two teenagers playing Pokemon go. Yeah. I, yeah. Between Loveland Madeira Road and Lake Isabella claimed to see a giant frog near the lake on August 3rd. It oh is my, my birthday. That, quote, stood up and walked on its hind legs. Oh, boy. It was later revealed to be a local student from Archbishop Moeller High School in a homemade frog costume. God damn it. Did they beat the shit out of that guy or what? No, that's a great prank. They should have. I, did, I wonder how long the dude was waiting there for someone to come by. <laughs> like fucking hours. So like a frog costume. Like, <sighs> I'm gonna fuck with all these people. Man, it's fucking Friday night too. What the fuck? <laughs> real so, or not, we may never know. You it's real. You don't believe in the frog man? You say, well, how about the grass man? You ready to talk about the grass man? You talking about my pot dealer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the grass man. Often referred to as the Eastern Bigfoot, the grass man is reportedly a seven foot tall, 300 pound hominid. It's possible that it's chainsaw? I mean, it sounds close. All right. I'm not going to discount it. Yeah. According to famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, the Ohio grassmen have a more human-like appearance and are more human-looking and are shorter than the classic Bigfoot. Hmm. The grass man is often seen around farms and especially eating tall grasses such as wheat, which is what its main diet is and where its name comes from. So they're herbivores. I believe it's actually pronounced wheat. 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 Yes. Wheat. Quill wheaten. Wheat. I like wheat then. Wheat. Yes. What? Wheat. Wheat. What? 
Who? <laughs> In addition to a different diet, the Grassman also seems much more sociable than Bigfoot. Oh. Just hanging out. Yeah. Many Grassman sightings included, uh, include more than one Grassman, and it's reported that mothers mm. have been seen with babies. Oh, the Grassman wow. getting busy. Yeah. The first sightings of the Grassman date all the way back to 1869, Woo. back when Chainsaw was like our early 20s. 69, Is the math add up? Like 120. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. However, one of the most prominent sightings was in 1978. One of the most what? Prominent. You said improminent. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the grandchildren of Minerva residents, Evelyn and Hal Clayton, along with their friends, ran inside screaming about a hairy monster they saw in the gravel pit outside. Oh, no. <laughs> 1978. Yeah, Chainsaw would have been around that time, right? Yeah. In that area? Yep. Uh, chainsaw. We need a chainsaw sighting board. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's hilarious. So every time someone sights him, we have to put it on a map. I think that's perfect. And we'll post pictures of it every week for everybody. It's coming soon, folks. When the couple went out to investigate, they saw the grass man, just as the children Wee, had described. Ba, 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 ba. It's in the hole, scatting. <laughs> and it quickly ran off. Oh, the family saw the creature a few oh. more times and claimed that it would leave the smell of rotten eggs wherever it passed through, though it never seemed to steal anything. Never passed gas, maybe. Yeah, it was probably just farting all over the fucking place. That's what happens when you're a herbivore. A grass, dude. Yeah. All you freaking smelly, vegans out there. Smelly poops. <laughs> we know it, we You're know. dropping dirty farts. Yeah, you guys are gross. Dirty farts. Why don't you just eat some fucking red meat and clog <laughs> your colon up like the rest of us? That's right. <laughs> Be respectful. <laughs> Yet another Bigfoot-type creature lurks oh. in Ohio. Oh. This time, again, with Minerva. The Minerva monster was first spotted by... <laughs> Every time I hear Minerva, I just think of Hudson Hawk. Yes. Because the lady's name honey, is Minerva. Ball ball. Minerva. Yeah, honey, ball ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this one was spotted by the Caton family in the late oh. 1970s when they followed the sound of their barking dogs to a pit on their property where they disposed of trash. Seems like pits. Yeah. Inside the pit, they found a massive seven-foot-tall, 300-pound creature covered in fur staring at them as they approached. The creature returned to the family's property so often that it was witnessed by several other friends and family members and even investigated by the sheriff. Mm. During the creature's final appearance at the property, two creatures were spotted after the home was pelted with several rocks while the family was inside. Hmm. We suspect that it was probably Chainsaw. <laughs> making us rounds. Right. Chainsaw's just... All over the place on those. Everywhere. Although, I mean, 1970s, he was still pretty spry at like 110. Yeah. He didn't have his first hip replacement yet, I don't think. No. I don't know. Yeah. He was probably good then. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, it's that freaking rotten egg fart smell. That's how you know it's chainsaw coming. Definitely chainsaw. Yeah, Yeah. Although sightings continued in nearby counties, none were as detailed as the Caton families, whose stories remained unchanged for decades. So, hey. How about the Charles Mills Lake Monster? Charles Mills Lake Monster, you yes. say? Yes. Charles Mills. Is it and, like a... Isn't uh, the one that took the pictures? Isn't that Charles Mills? Old, 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 Holland Mills. Holland Mills. <laughs> <laughs> this mysterious cryptid has only been Glamour documented... Yeah, exactly. It's only been documented... Documented? Documented one time, which is kind of like documented. Uno. Right. In March of 1959, teenagers Denny Patterson, Wayne Armstrong, and Michael Lane were running amok. A muck. Those fuckers. A muck, a muck, a muck. Near the shores of Charles Mills Lake when they Running saw up. something that terrified them. Yeah. Out of the water came a seven-foot-tall, armless, 
humanoid. Armless. Arm, yes. big, big penis looking thing. <laughs> well, he's rolling around in the leaves. They call him Russell. I thought he was floating in the ocean. His name was Bob. Sitting by the back door, they call him Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! You guys are fucking stupid. <laughs> so the boys noted that the creature had glowing green eyes and massive webbed feet. After the boys reported what they had seen, authorities searched the area, finding footprints that they thought resembled tracks that scuba and snorkel diving fins would leave behind. Okay, that makes more sense, right? Yeah, a little bit. All right, you know. Yeah. So, so I guess initially the thought was it was like the uh, the creature of the Black Lagoon with no arms. Yes. That's kind of what I'm being out of it. Yeah. yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? All right, so let's talk about the Crosswick monster. Uh, Crosswick? Crosswick. Are we in, did we move over to Great Britain? Or nope, this is here. Yeah. Around 20 miles north of the Loveland Frogman's territory oh. lives Crosswick. Crosswick? Yes. Although the Crosswick. <laughs> Crosswick, Ohio. Here we come. Yeah. Although the monster hasn't been spotted in nearly 200 years. The lads of Crosswick. So Chainsaw was in his infancy. The legend of Crosswick monster is still told in the area. According to reports, two young boys were playing on the banks of a small creek when they were startled by a massive snake-like creature. The monster sprouted arms. This one has arms. That's cool and snatched one of the boys, dragging him nearly 100 yards to a massive sycamore tree that was assumed to be its den. Oh my. The Crosswick monster dropped the child outside a hole in the tree's bank. The 26-foot diameter tree was eventually chopped. It's a big fucking tree. Yeah, it was chopped down by dozens of men from the town, and when the serpent creature reappeared, the men noted that it was between 12 to 14 feet tall. The monster escaped the men, crashing through a fence before darting into a cavern. That's a big, that's, that's big. That's a big boy. 12 to 14 feet tall. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> bitch. The full description read, quote, It is described as being 30 to 40 feet long, 12 to 14 feet tall when erect. <laughs> wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> it's a big dick. Uh, 16 inches in diameter. All right, good on you. And legs four feet long. It is covered with scales like a lizard's of black and white color with large yellow spots. Its head is about 16 inches wide with a long forked tongue and the mouth inside deep red. Oh, wait, I'm just trying to envision so this like whole thing. It's like a fucking anaconda? It's like a f- with arms? It's like a big-ass gecko. Yeah, my anaconda doesn't want none unless you got big buns. Yeah. Huh? Oh, boy. F- it's got legs and, yeah. It sounds like like literally like an anaconda, but they're saying it at, oh, excuse me, has legs. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. I've never heard of that one before. Although the Crosswick monster was never seen again, it is remembered as one of the most believable cryptid experiences in oh, Ohio. Obviously. As more than 60 men have claimed to have witnessed it. Oh, my. I mean, it's a lot of people. 60 people see it. I mean, yeah. you're, you're starting to get into that, like, well, maybe it is true territory. Yeah. <clears throat> so now let's talk about the dog man. Ooh. Dog man. Dog man. So we got a grass yeah, man. Grass man. We got a frog man. Spoon man. Spoon man. Spoon yeah. man. Right. We got, Come in, save me. We've got a Superman. Superman. A Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. A Batman. Batman. Yeah. A Wolfman. Wolfman. Yeah. And now a dog man. Now dog man. Yeah. Described as a werewolf-like creature. Oh. The dog man has reportedly been seen all throughout Ohio. Eyewitnesses describe the dog man creature as between four to six feet tall. Okay. 46 feet tall? No, four to six feet tall. <laughs> 426 feet tall? No, between four and six feet tall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Often very muscular and with pink or gray skin. 
It is sometimes seen on all fours or walking bipedally. One of the most recent accounts was in 2016. It's either tall or short. <laughs> Right. It's either furry or it's got pink skin. It's either walking and or crawling. And it either walks on all fours right. or it's up on yeah. two legs. Gotcha. So this recent gotcha. account was 2016 in Allen County. Oh. The dog man is typically associated with Michigan, but in the past decades, several sightings have taken place throughout Ohio and understandable migration. So it's migrating. Oh. oh. I mean, dog man migrates, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I want to get out of Michigan if I live there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. the whole state of Michigan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Michigan we thing. don't care. <laughs> we don't give a damn about the whole state, state of Michigan. Michigan. The whole state. <laughs> just kidding. Unless All you right. unless you listen to the show, then right? And then we and love you. We love you because you obviously, even though you're in Michigan, have, have good taste. great taste. Yes. But get out of Michigan. Okay, so let's talk about a haunted hotel. Oh, I, you know what? Yes. I want to go stay at a goddamn haunted hotel. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, we should do that for sure. Agreed. Yeah, just fine. The three uh-huh. of us. Well, listen, these are in Ohio. Let's just fucking get, do it. We can get a a single room. Yeah, I'll share the bed. One king bed. Oh yeah. yeah. King bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking more of like a twin. Oh boy. Oh yeah. All three of us in yep. a twin. Oh yeah. Logan, you're definitely in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I love being little spoon. Yeah, you're you're little spoon. <laughs> <laughs> so the Buxton Inn fits the bill here, all right? Talking about haunted hotels. Buxton Inn was originally called the Tavern, and it was built in 1812 by Oren Granger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. Today, the Buxton Inn is the oldest continuously running inn in Granville, Ohio, which doesn't seem very... <laughs> Probably one other inn in Granville, right. Ohio. Are there a lot of inns in Granville? I've never even heard of Granville, yeah. Ohio. Aside from being an inn, Buxton also served as Granville's first post office and a stagecoach stop. It's oh, kind of nice. cool. Yeah, very nice. Lots of history. The Buxton became very popular and was... Arnold showed up? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of history. The Buxton became very popular and was patronized by no less than pe- uh, pre- President William Harrison himself. Oh, very nice. Of all the presidents, he's definitely the most Harrison. I'm 99% positive that this place also had Abraham Lincoln. Abe Lincoln himself, huh? I'm pretty sure that Abraham Lincoln was also one of the guests here. Well, after Oren Granger died, ownership of the inn changed. Although it went through several owners, it never never, never closed down because of its popularity. <laughs> In 1829, more additions were um, constructed for the building. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, in the 1850, sorry. The inn was purchased by James W. Dilly and was renamed the Dilly House. Do they make pickles? Dilly, Dilly! No, they make bars. Dilly bars? <laughs> I fucking love dilly bars, dude. What the fuck so is a dilly bar? It's dairy from Dairy Queen. Queen. It's like the it's like the round thing. That's oh, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. Chocolate. It's basically just ice cream with a thin layer of chocolate on it, right? Yeah, I would say yeah. more like thick layer of chocolate, but yeah. You're a thick layer of chocolate. Oh, my God. You God. said it first. <laughs> <laughs> Major Buxton and his wife acquired the property in 1865. They attracted many guests, and the inn continued to thrive under their ownership. After the death of the Buxtons, retired opera singer Ethel Bunnell took over the inn. The current owners of the inn are Orville and Audrey Orr. What the? Or His name is Orville Orr? <laughs> Orville? <laughs> so wait a minute. His name is Orr Orr. 
Or, or. Oh, that guy. That, or, or. That poor dude. Oh, my God. What the fuck were his parents thinking? I don't, not much, apparently. So the Buxton Inn's long history lives on with the ghosts frequently seen there. All right. The majority right. of which are the ghosts of its former owners. Okay. The first ghost ever reported at the hotel was Orrin Granger in the 1920s who built the hotel in 1812. Good for him. During the 70s, workers of the inn saw a man dressed in blue, and since they have refused to enter the inn, or since then, they've refused to enter the inn after dark. So they're not sure. going back. All right. Major Buxton, the man who the inn was named after, is That's also Major said, Buxton, man, bro. Man, that chick's hot. She got a Major Buxton. <laughs> Dude, never seen no Buxton like that before. That is a my, major Buxton. Buxton's major. Not like her sister's got a minor. <laughs> a tiny Buxton. <laughs> Corporal. <laughs> First mate Buxton. <laughs> Private. <laughs> It is also said to haunt the Buxton or the, the inn. <laughs> he has been spotted in several locations around the inn. So Ethel Bonnie Bunnell, the former innkeeper, is said to have died in room number nine. Guests who have stayed in the room have reported seeing a lady dressed in blue, Bonnie's also, favorite color. Also, number room number seven, I believe, is another uh, hotspot room. Yeah. So we should go there and stay in one of those rooms. Yeah. I'm you down. stay in one, I'll stay in the other. Okay. And Logan can sleep in the car. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Probably just as creepy. We'll call it, we'll call it a mobile command station for him. <laughs> yes. It's I'll just, get cameras. It's just him and his cell phone. <laughs> and a laptop. Yeah. Red you Fox, the Red Leader. Yeah. You're in the mobile command vehicle. Yeah. This looks like a Prius. What are we doing here? <laughs> so shadowy figures have been seen in room se uh, seven, oh, and nine, seven and nine right. and even in the basement. Basement. What about 13? Get, no, not there. No. Damn. Guests have also felt the presence of a ghostly cat jumping on their beds. I love cats. Cat. Other reports include heavy doors slamming shut and opening of their own accord with no apparent breeze or other valid explanation. That makes okay. sense. People have also reported hearing footsteps behind them in empty hallways and their names being called out. Ooh. Hey! <laughs> hey, baby. Baby! <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby! Yeah, so it's definitely spooky, that one there. So, we, yeah, we got to definitely go to there. One. Yeah, that I think sounds, that sounds good, fun. Dude. The Buxton. Yeah. So, uh, anybody here want to take a trip to hell? I've been there a few um, times. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much there all the time. Okay. Well, how about just Helltown? Oh, nice. That seems more reasonable. Okay. Been much there. more reasonable. Well, that's where we're headed in creepy Ohio here, Woo! buddy. So the village known as Helltown is purportedly teeming with crybaby bridges, spooked uh, school buses, mass human sacrifice scenes, oh boy, and a mutant python for good measure. Yeah. The extreme folklore surrounding the region, formerly known as Boston, Ohio, is ironic since the only verifiable legend about the town is that it uh, is deserted. It's deserted for a very frightening, uh, frightening, uh, frightened. <laughs> you good there, dude? <laughs> a very bad, tragic reason. <laughs> Frighteningly. There it is. I got it. Frighteningly. Frighteningly. Oh my God, that's a fuck it. Fuck you. Frighteningly. 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 They're frightening Italy. Fred. Founded in 1806, Boston Village's original claim to fame was that it's standing as the oldest village in Summit County, which isn't far from us, by the way. No, it's not. Yeah, Boston's relatively it's uneventful life. In Boston, that area. Baston. Baston Mills. Baston Mills. I like Baston. Yeah. So Boston's relatively uneventful life took a turn for the worse in 18 or 1974 when it became the unlucky victim of a nationwide anxiety over the country's disappearing forest land. Using the laws of eminent domain, President Gerald Ford signed a bill that gave the federal government's National Park Service jurisdiction to expropriate land for the establishment of national parks. 
the NPS decided that uh, Boston Township would be the new home for the Cuyahoga Valley National Park and began buying the properties of its longtime residents. That's fucked up. Yep. Yeah, like, we're taking your town. Yeah. Well, and then I was, I was reading, too, they were basically like, they would come in and be like, we're going to give you this much for your house and your property. And then there was like, no, no, you either took it or they just fucking kicked you out and took it That's without paying you. fucked up. Like, there, really? was a lot of, there was a lot of people that, like, refused. And they were basically forced to move, and they didn't get shit because they never signed anything, and they ne- technically never sold their land over. That's fucked up. Yeah. The sentiment among uh, c- uh, citizens. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Sentiment. 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 <laughs> the sentiment among citizens Symbology. who had no choice but to leave their homes was expressed in a message scribbled on the wall of one of the houses. Quote, now we know how the Indians felt. Eey. The empty homes were boarded up and adorned. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if you can compare that. Like, you you, you, you kind of, yeah, no, yeah. let's not do that yet. Uh, so the uh, empty homes were boarded up and adorned with U.S. no, uh, no tra- uh, trespassing signs. The government quickly fell behind on its plan to create the park, and the village sat neglected. The remaining buildings, remnants of a vanished town, have created a fertile soil for the innumerable urban legends that have popped up over the years. So, So this is, like, still a thing? They apparently in 2016 they knocked down the rest of the houses and buildings that were there, but the area is still there. You can still go see some remnants of shit. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, and that can't be, but like an hour away from us, hour and not a half. even, dude. Yeah. For me in Willowick, if you just shoot down 271, it's maybe like half hour, 40 minutes. We got to check this place out. The hellish aura of the area only continued to grow when the NPS acquired uh, hmm, Kretschke Dump in 1985. Rangers uh, visiting the site became ill and covered in rashes. It was soon discovered the dump was highly polluted with toxic chemicals improperly disposed of. The dump became a super fun site, and as of 2015, the NPA, uh, NPS... Super fun? Super fun. Super fun site. <laughs> sounds super fun. Super dude. fun. All those toxic chemicals <laughs> sound super fun. Super fun Dude. dude. So we just found a bunch of toxic chemicals leaking into the ground in your dump. We're going to label this a super fun site so people can come and hang out. It'll be great. Sounds super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Helltown is home to six or seven separate legends, which has led this area in Boston Township in Ohio to be grouped as one large haunted site. Yep. The overgrowth creates a dark, almost cursed place where ghosts, cults, Satanists, and even a wild-eyed serial killer were said to lurk. Oh. Helltown is the nickname given to the northern part of Summit County. The area is most associated with the legends of Boston Township and Boston Village, as well as portions of Sagamore Hills. First settled all the way back in 1806, Boston stands as the oldest village in Summit County. The uh, Summit County, that's uh, that's Akron. That's where Akron is, yep. is in Summit County. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The construction of the Ohio and Erie Canal uh, brought loads of people to the region in the mid-1820s. Uh, for those people out there that don't really know about Ohio too much, if you know basketball or even a guy named LeBron James, he's from the Akron-Canton area. That's where he actually went to school Correct. and where he grew up at. So, you know, yeah. that guy, LeBron James, the basketball <laughs> dude. No, I, yeah. I've never heard Yeah, I've never heard I, I don't know who that guy is. Anyway, the area then began to flourish when a railroad station was constructed in the town. The station was named Boston Mills, and the name stuck. Loads of legends came out of the Boston Cemetery, which sits deep in the middle of the area known as Helltown, including tales of a ghost who sits on a bench and stares out into space, forlorn, waiting for his family to come back for him. Sounds like Moody. (laughs) He's just staring into space. The only souls not forced to leave the area were the dead, now stuck in this abandoned ghost town, looking for their families, which have left so long ago. 
Um, there, wait, there, there, ran, there are, <laughs> there no, are two roads. It's, it's run. They're run to, they're run two roads through the town. Who speaks like that? <laughs> there are two roads through Helltown, both labeled as dead ends. Even though you can watch them continue on into the distance. Legend says that local satanic cults put up these signs to keep people out of their secret hideouts. Stanford Road, one of the main roads in Helltown, is sometimes referred to as the end of the world or Highway to Hell. Highway to Hell. I'm on the highway to hell. It is a twisting, dangerous road. Dangerous? Dangerous road with a very sharp <laughs> incline. Sean Connery now. <laughs> it's a twisting, dangerous road. I like my... With a very sharp incline. Ooh, so steep. <laughs> then when a car crashes the top of the hill, it looks as if it is driving off a cliff. Wow. Yeah, you like that? That's good. good. Some stories indicate that the road itself is evil and is known to take possession of your vehicle. Oh, my. Causing fatal accidents. Oh. It is said that if you park your car at the end of Stanford Road, you may meet your gruesome fate at the hands of the strange people who still patrol the area, protecting it. The fuck? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. There's just fucking hill people living out here? Is that what's going on? The hills do have eyes. In Ohio? Possibly. One rumor persists through the ages that the town's residents were actually evacuated due to a large chemical spill and the national park was just a cover-up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Can I do it? Uh, sure. Is it the right one? Nope. Oh, fuck. Uh, what bank are you in? I don't know. It should be. I don't one. go to banks. There you go. Look at that. I fucking got it, dude. <laughs> Look at you. About yeah. that time. Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> The chemical spills, again, were uh, caused to or said to have caused mutations in local children and even created the Peninsula Python. Which we talked about earlier a little bit. A gigantic it. snake that slithers the area. Is that the one with the arms? The snake with the arms? No, 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 no. Oh. No, that was some completely, that was the other thing. Oh. An account given by a local paranormal researcher who explored the area truly sums up the overall vibe of Helltown. Quote, I have experienced much in my explorations of there, some of which I don't care to remember and some of which I can never hope to explain well he seems pretty dramatic about it yeah this uh, he said uh, he talks <laughs> a little bit more about it Helltown is not truly abandoned it does have residents but they are strange and frightening breed or they are a strange and frightening breed that's creepy I have gone exploring the woods and cemetery of the area in late in the late night and wee morning hours wee <laughs> <laughs> morning I feel hours like you have to say like that every time you use that word Morning hours. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've gone out there in the wee, wee morning, morning hours. hours and have returned to my car to find strange people looking into its oh. car windows. This happened twice, once at 2 a.m. and once at 4.30 a.m. Both times, the people fled as soon as they saw me approaching the car before I had a chance to speak to them. Both times, they were dressed in all black. <gasps> Ooh. Men in, here come men in black. black. It could have been the men in black could or the be. black-eyed children. Yeah. They're hanging out in Ohio. A part of me, he keeps going here, a part of me is glad that I didn't get to converse with him because I have heard too many tales about the ways of Helltown residents. Support, uh, supposedly, they are all Satanists and worship at the town's two evil churches. So now one, two. They got two evil churches. I mean, if you, you got to have two so you can be like, yeah, I don't want to go to that one. Let's go to the good so you should, Is that like just kind of a way of thinking like you should have two evil churches at all times? You should have two of everything at all times. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have been to both of these churches, however, not inside them. One, the Mother of Sorrows, has upside-down crosses hanging from it. Oh, boy. I have also been to the Boston Cemetery, where a ghost has been seen sitting on a bench. 
The cemetery is a dark is as wait is as dark a place as I have ever been. The graves date back to the early 1800s. I didn't see the ghost when I visited, but I did hear strange growls and howls from the depths of the graveyard. This was more than enough to convince me to leave, as the prospect of getting attacked by some strange boneyard dwelling beast was not appealing, to say the least. End quote. Goodness. Wow. I say we go there it's like deep. tomorrow. Do it right now. Yeah. I say we go. Yeah, we maybe do a little live stream walkthrough. Yeah, I say we go there for sure. Helltown, cool. yeah. All right, so we have one more for you here, here in Ohio, creepy Ohio. This has been a blast. And this one was actually sent to me by my youngest daughter, Charlie, Logan's youngest sister. Maybe. And she sent this over to me one day because she's like starting to get into it. Yeah. Recently just turned 14. Yeah. And she's like, you know, kind of digging what dad does, even though she's not allowed to listen. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. So we're going to talk about the Bel Air house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the Fresh Prince lives. Lived. Lived. Right, lived. Correct. Lived. Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah. Yes. Because it's, well, it does, it, no, maybe. Yeah. Is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's in, the in West Ohio, born and raised? No, no, no. He was still born and raised in West Philadelphia, but then he moved to the to Bel Air, Ohio. Was house. this while he was chilling out, Max and relaxing, all cool? <laughs> No, it was when he was shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Before the couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in the neighborhood. Right, and then he got in a fight, and his mom got scared. And that's when auntie and uncle, he moved to Bel Air. Man, right. I wish I had that soundboard okay. right in front we of me. So I can just fucking hit yeah, the fucking button over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so the Bel Air House, the history of Bel Air House stretches back to 1904 when it was constructed by Jacob Hetherington, oh. who also owned a coal mine that ran directly beneath the property on Belmont Street. Sounds safe. When the original owner died, he left the land and the five-bedroom, one-and-a-half-bath house to his daughter, Eliza, and son, Edwin. I feel like there's not enough bathrooms for a five-bedroom house. Yeah, that's definitely not enough. You need at least at least three. Yeah, for five bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, or maybe at least. Four. Yeah, but not long after coming into an, uh, her inheritance, Eliza Hetherington collapsed dead on the dining room floor in the house. Legend Sounds has like it she was poisoned. Yeah, legend has it that her grieving brother became obsessed with the idea of communicating with his dearly departed sister from beyond, and invited mediums from across the country to his home for that purpose. Paranormal researchers believe that it was Edwin Hetherington who, through his experiments with the occult, unwittingly opened nearly a dozen, a dozen different portals to the other side throughout the house, allowing malevolent spirits to cross over. So this is basically a, the house is a portal into hell. Supposedly. That's what we're saying. Research suggests the plot of land on which the house sits also conceals Native American burial caves. And it has been in, in wait, in intimated. Oh, sorry, my eyes are fucking bothering me right now. <laughs> Was that intimated? Uh, where are you at? Int intimated. Yeah, it's been, it's been intimated, though not confirmed. Hey, yeah, you never been intimated before? I don't know what what what, what is intimated. I dude, use the context intimated. clues, bro. Figure it out. Intimated. No, that's when they shove something down your throat so you can breathe. No, that's called sucking dick. <laughs> you can't breathe with a cock in your throat. Although not confirmed that prior to the Civil War, the site was part of the Underground Railroad used by fugitive slaves. Kind of cool. Bum, 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 bum. The Bel Air House sits on what is known as uh, Ley Line. The, uh, this means there is a consistent wellspring of paranormal activity that goes all through the house. Yeah. A virtual spring of ghosts coming yeah. back from the dead. It's just like popping out. Like... Just, it, it sounds to me like the house in Poltergeist. Caroline! <laughs> 
<laughs> Go to the light! Kristen Lee, the current owner of the house, was affected by two floods, which left her family homeless. After they moved into the home, they saw odd things. Kristen Lee blamed everything except for the paranormal until... She blamed... Ev- Wait, she blamed... She blamed ev- everything except for the paranormal. So, like, everything that happened, she had an excuse for, except for... Oh, okay. She, she just did not, you know, want to believe that it was Right, paranormal. until she just... It was impossible to, to deny what was going on. Yeah, you know. She describes the history and her time there on the home's website. Quote, the house gained a mysterious reputation after, or even during the years when it was sitting abandoned. The neighbors in the area claimed to see people roaming around in the house or peeking out of the windows. This was when the house was locked and no one was living there. There were some who thought that the kids were up to something nifty. I love nifty. (laughs) Up to nifty. But when I moved in there, it didn't take long for its history to resurface because that's when paranormal activities in the Bel Air house began to manifest in more violent ways. Okay. Jacob Hetherington built the Bel Air house in the vicinity of sacred Shawnee Native American burial caves. That makes the house 172 years old. Those caves were right behind the Bel Air house, and the Ohio River is right in the front. Physics proves that water is a portal because it is always moving, and the magnetic pull of the water creates a powerhouse of energy where spirits can cut through earth-brown gravity, earth-brown, earth-bound gravity, gain energy to port back and forth from their dimension to ours. I don't know that that's how science works. I, I, I don't know if I'm feeling it. The craziest part is that the portal. Fuck me all. (laughs) The craziest part is that the portal sits right under the Bel Air house. Oh shit! Ah. Nice. This area is still known as the Native American internment area. The thing is that the Native Americans who live in this area used to bury their leaders, chieftain, shamans, healers, and witch doctors in these caves. They used to hold their ceremonies in this area and practice magic. In 1754, the French and Indian War rampaged through Bel Air. Okay. The native massacres by the hands of French soldiers were large. Blood still stains the grounds of the entire town of Bel Air. The residual energy of the slaughter still seeps inside the soil today. Hmm. I mean, that's pretty deep. I gotta lie. She goes on to say, although Joe Estes and associates clean the inhuman spirits, the house is always active to this day, despite all the cleansing and I almost said Catholic. (laughs) Catholic rituals. The Catholic rituals. I fucking love Catholicism. <laughs> Catholicism. <laughs> the ley line over which the Bel Air, Bel Air house is built is, uh, is wait, is one of the assignments, wait, alignments, sorry, one of the alignments of ancient monuments and prehistoric sites in straight lines. It is believed by some that it indicates paths of positive energy inherent in the earth. The Bel Air house, bleh, Bel Air House is one uh, is on the tip of one of the most ancient ley lines in the world. This could possibly be the reason why the Native Americans chose the land that the Bel- uh, fucking Bel Air House sits on because it is supercharged with such a profound energy source that it caused a direct connection to the great spirit, the old world gods, and intergalactic beings. I mean, sounds legit, right? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Research right, reveals over, and I'm like. My eyes are like all fucked up. Right yeah, now. you're right. I'm it's not, like, I'm it's not like trying to sleep or anything. Yeah, it's because I said something about your eyes earlier. I uh, maybe. Uh, uh. Research revealed that when Jacob Hetherington, who was a millionaire and used to run the city, died, he left the coal mine company to his son, Alex Hetherington, who was assisted by his daughter, uh, Lyde? Liddy? Liddy. L Y D U I L I D E. Liddy? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, Clyde is spelled the same way with a C, so would it be Lyde? Lyde. Ooh, she lied. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the business started to fail due to Alex hearing and seeing things that were not there. He also began to have epileptic seizures and declared that, quote, demons were trying to kill him. Hmm. Back then, people believed that he was, he was haunted and cursed because of the coal mine explosions. According to paranormal investigators, there are many as uh, yeah, uh, there are as many as eleven portals through the house. The most interesting thing is that no matter how hard paranormal investigators try, the por these portals refuse to stay closed. Edwin and Liddy, or Lyde, whatever her name is, were also known to have servants. Mostly, all of them were named Mary. What? There was one particular Mary that had a child inside of the Bel Air house, and it was rumored that the child had the bloodline that was needed to allow an entity inside of the Bel Air house to grow stronger to do Liddy's bidding. There are village rumors that a servant's child was lured to the attic and plunged to his death out of the window. What the fuck is going on in this house? Seems legit, man. In March 1940, there was an explosion in the mines, this time in coal mine number two, which was commonly referred to as Willow Grove Mine. At the time, it was, uh, or at the time, it was uh, about 20 minutes from Bel Air. The explosion trapped 180 men in the mine and took the lives of at least 50 men. Yikes. I think Will Smith was good, though. Yeah, he was okay. He made it. Yeah. Also, it left more than 100 men burned and severally, uh, severally, severely wounded. Although many members of the community tried to rescue the trapped men, only a few men could be saved. It said that the rescue attempt continued for several days to no avail. This explosion at coal mine number two further contributed to the haunting of the Bel Air house. I could see that. Mm -hmm. Lots of yeah. death. Nice. So what exactly a happened? A little bit. Yeah. Huh? A little bit. Yeah. So what exactly happened to Kristen Lee and her family at uh, in, in that house? One day, Lee said she was uh, home when she heard the sound of footsteps coming from the attic. She assumed it was her boyfriend, Jeff, whom she thought was working upstairs. When sometime later she heard Jeff come through the front door downstairs, Kristen was shocked, but figured that the noise she heard from the attic was just the old house settling. Makes sense. A few weeks later, Kristen was napping on the couch when she was awakened by a presence next to her. She opened her eyes to discover a man's grayish figure in a cap. She screamed in terror and demanded to know who he was. The man said nothing in response, got up from the couch, made his way to the foyer, and vanished into thin air. Lee noted that her boyfriend and son were asleep at the time, but the family dog appeared panic-stricken. She also pointed out that it was so cold in the room she could see her breath. Lee says that, uh, that, well, says that was her first startling encounter with the supernatural inside the house, which she would later dub, quote, a portal to hell. In the following months, Lee and her family would allegedly experience strange voices and footsteps, objects moving on their own, and, and ghostly figures popping up out of nowhere. It came to a point where Lee sent her youngest son to stay with her parents and her oldest with his our father because she feared for the safety inside the house. So this house is fucking some shit up. She's afraid enough to be like, look, we shouldn't probably be here. Let's yeah, go. you gotta go. Things finally came to a head one evening when Lee says the family dog was hurled against a bedroom wall by an oh, invisible force. Oh my God. <laughs> Which at the same time pinned Fuck her down. Dog. Yeah, rendering her motionless. After that incident, Lee and her family promptly decided to move and rent out the house, but her tenants did <laughs> not linger there either. <laughs> One family that briefly called Bel Air House their home allegedly lost six of eight family members while residing at 1699 <laughs> Belmont Street. Look, I'm not going to live here, but if you pay me a grand a month, you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kristen Lee then tried to offload the house by selling it to the town of Bel Air for a dollar. <laughs> 
but there I'd were <laughs> but there were no takers that the locals were well aware the of the its bad reputation. Like, Fuck you! Why would they just bite and burn it down? Pawn off this shit on me, dude. There's portals to hell there. I guess underneath the house and the coal mine, they're all over, man. Out of options, he decided to turn the house into a spot where people could come and ghost hunt, and that is where it sits today. Maybe that'll be our next trip. Do you take tours? Yeah. Yeah. And that right there is creepy Ohio for you. Again, yeah, that's some of them. We left out some of the more well-known stuff because we like to dive, don't dive deep in this kind of set and didn't have room to include every cool thing. So we may come back for round two of creepy Ohio, you know, because, I mean, it's Ohio. It's where we're from. It you know, is, supposedly. There are a ton of creepy places in Ohio, so make sure you check them the fuck out. So next up, it is our favorite and your favorite part of the entire show. Yeah. It's the movies. <laughs> nope. All right. So we are talking about the highest rated horror feature films with Ohio in it. Yeah, they, right. uh, most of them take place at least partly in Ohio or have something to do with Ohio. Yes. Uh, you, I think you start with 11. Cause 11? 11? Yeah. Scream 2? Or start with third, uh, 12 is good, too. 12, okay, we'll start with 12. Yeah. Um, my friend Dahmer, yeah. um, this is about that, what, what's that guy's name? Um, Ted Bundy. Is it about Ted Bundy? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. So this movie, uh, a young Ted Bundy struggles to... Uh, no, it's the fucking Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh, yeah, because he was... I think the was, that did that wasn't from Cleveland, too. Uh, who was? I think the guy who made that movie was from Cleveland. Oh, Mark Myers, the director? Is that who it is? Maybe, I don't know. So it literally, the, uh, the it's 6.2 stars on IMDb from 2017. And it literally, all it says is, a young Jeffrey Dahmer struggles to belong in high school. It also talks about him, yeah, being young and how he starts off yeah. his whole... Killing Spree grossed $1.36 million, 17,794 votes. I've seen this. I haven't seen it. It's okay. Yeah. Kind of boring, to be honest with you. Oh. Uh, the kid that plays the main guy, uh, Ross Lynch, is that maybe him? Uh, good actor. That. Definitely a good actor. Number 11 is Scream 2 from 1997. Not sure why this is placed in Ohio. Is that where it takes it, place in Ohio? It does it really? The second one takes place in Ohio. No shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's a college one, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, 6.2 stars um, two years after the first series of murders as Sydney Sydney uh, acclimates to college life someone donning the ghost face costume begins a new string of killings and of course this is Nev Campbell 163,281 votes grossed 101.36 million dollars wow. and isn't Scream 4 coming out soon? yeah they're making another one or is it 5? Five? 5 5 I think 5 so many screams Number 10, one of my all-time favorite movies, which we've discussed many times, The Mothman Prophecies from 2002. Um, it's so funny because it only grossed $35.75 million. That's <laughs> terrible. Mothman? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not a lot. Um, if you haven't seen this one, just just go watch it it's because it's bad. fucking amazing. It's, it's such a good bad. movie. It's about The Mothman, which is yeah, based in, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what the hell is it? Silver? No. What is it? Here in Ohio. I don't know. Silver what, Creek Bridge, right? The, yeah. Whatever's on the border there. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, that's where they see the Mothman. Yeah. So it's Richard Gere. He's driving through town, and all of a sudden, people start seeing the yeah. Mothman and telling him about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. The bridge, uh, number the bridge falls down. Yeah, the bridge falls down. Get the phone call. Oh, ruin that one. 
<laughs> Number nine, The Faculty. So uh, not a good movie to me. I like uh, it, dude. Did you really? I think it's like a super. Uh, I think it's super underrated. I liked it. Nineteen ninety-eight, six point five stars. Gross forty point six million. So it made more money than Mothman Prophecies did. Yeah. Uh, when Casey that was Connor, like that golden age of nineties, like slasher, whatever movies. Wait a minute. Oh yeah, What's Josh Hartnett. I remember this yeah, movie. They're like, yeah, they're yeah. like the teachers are like aliens. Yeah. yeah. Wait, is this where that fucking badass song came from? Um, um, wow. This was fucking Harvey Danger, Flagpole City. But is it the uh, paranoia, paranoia, everybody? That's this fucking. But movie. didn't the flies do the song for this too? Oh hey, uh, you know I can dance. Would you talk for a while? Hey. Uh, damn it. I think you're smart, you sweet thing. That song? Is that the that I got you where I want you? Song? Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's yeah. Dude, I, I love that song I don't, so I don't much. Know if that's, that's a great song. Though. God. Maybe it's not, but I, I, think I, I love that. That was definitely song. the Harvey that flagpole said it was that one. Okay. I'm Maybe I'm getting him confused. Positive. So I, anyway. I could be wrong too. I don't know. <laughs> Number eight is Deadbeat at Dawn from 1988. Never heard of it. Uh, Paul Harper, Jim Van Beber, Megan Murphy, and Rick Walker. Never even heard of this. Hmm. 6.6 6 stars. Okay. One last job separates the leader of the Ravens gang from an early retirement when he finds his girlfriend <laughs> beaten to death by members of the gang. He retire from a gang? Apparently. Does he get a pension for that? I guess. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Number seven, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. That was in Ohio? Apparently. Oh, I think they all take place in Ohio. Do they really? I know. Yeah. It's, Which it's, is weird because I actually grew up based on a, out of Ohio. I grew up on a street called Elm Street. Yeah, well, you yeah, know. Yeah. There's an Elm Street yeah. in every town. Yeah. So, of course. Freddie Freddy says that himself. This is the third one, Dream Warriors. This is my favorite this is one. badass. A psychiatrist. Uh, psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. <laughs> a psychiatrist. <laughs> Familiar with knife-wielding dream demon Freddy Krueger helps teens at a mental hospital battle the killer who is invading their dreams. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so that was, that was such a good one. That's my favorite one, I think. Yeah, it's awesome. Number six from 2015, Union Furnace. All right. Yeah. A petty car thief in a small southern Ohio town gets involved in an underground game of life and death. Um, well, Keith David's in it. Nice. That's kind of cool. I like Keith Other David. than that, it's got 97 votes. Why is this 6.7? I will never understand. It's got, it's got less votes, but they're probably higher votes. Oh, so dumb. Number about averages. <laughs> number five on the list, 2018 Suspiria. Oh, it's the remake, yeah. Yeah, a darkness swirls at the center of a world-renowned dance company, one that will engulf the artist director, an ambitious young dancer, and a grieving psychotherapist. Some will succumb to the nightmare. Others will finally wake up. Gross $2.47 million. Oh, okay, whatever. I don't know what that has to do with Ohio. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, okay. Moving on, number four, Trick or Treat. From 2007. It's a great movie. Uh, I've never seen the Trick or Treat movies. So it's, there's only one. Oh, I um, thought there was multiples. No, Trick oh. or Treat, there's only one. But there's like, so it's one of those movies where there's like three different stories going on and then they end up becoming all tied together at the end. I have, it's yeah. Pretty cool. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff. 83,925 votes. I mean, that's, yeah, it's, that's pretty it's good. A good. It's yeah. a good movie, man. Uh, number three is Hellhounds. Yeah, thing takes place in Ohio, so. Does it really? Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. 2013 Hellhounds, a first-person account of Ross Graves, an alcoholic drifter who was constantly hunted by demonic bounty hunters and a spiritual being to whom he sold his soul. All right. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 6.9 stars fun. out of 35 fucking votes. Hellhounds? Okay. Yeah. Hellhounds. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, nobody that I know of is in it. Yeah. No, of course not. Yeah. 
Number two, Doctor Sleep, which is basically the sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Correct. The Shining. The Shining. <laughs> Do you want to get sued? So it's actually, I thought it was pretty cool. Like it, it I haven't it, seen this one. Either. It was an entirely different take off of a, like it's it's its own movie. Yeah, yeah. Like he's basically the grown-up Danny. I would say it follows him as a grown-up, yeah. right? And he still has the shining. And then so what's happening is, and not to like whatever spoiler, it came out in fucking 2019. Go watch it. Anyway, so there's like these people that actually like will eat or kill the people that have the shining. Okay. And they get their power and they become more powerful. Oh. But that's how they so live. It's like the Highlander. Kind of, yes. You can be only one. Yes. And it's it's pretty it's cool. It's cool. Like it was entertaining. You know, right. it wasn't like yeah, scary yeah. or anything like that. I wouldn't, I would not call it horror at all. Okay. Yeah. All right. And number one, 1984's grossed $25.5 million, which doesn't sound right to me at all, but it's the fucking it's original 19, Nightmare on Elm Street. It was a 1984 money, though. Yeah, I guess. Wait, how much? $25.5 uh, million. Got 214,378 votes. Voats. Voats. Votes. Can we have a Nightmare on Elm Street here, right? In uh, Elmstead Falls, huh? We have a Elm Street here. You know that? Yes, yeah, we do have an Elm Street here. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of creepy when you drive down at night. But yeah. is it from eighty what? A nineteen eighty four. Yeah. So this was, and you know, we've talked about it before. This is Johnny Depp's actual first fucking movie. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy that he broke into he movies doing in horror. Yeah, he gets sucked in the bed, and his blood and guts go everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, uh... pretty badass. So those are your movies for this week. Listen. We want to say that I, I enjoyed the ride on all Creepy Ohio. Yeah. A lot of stuff in there I wasn't really too uh, keen on. I, not keen. I guess I just didn't know about. That's sixty-five million six hundred eighty-eight thousand dollars today. Oh, ooh, that's not bad. Ooh, look at that. Okay, so yeah, what'd you guys think of Creepy Ohio? Yeah, it's good. I uh, did you? Huh? I, yeah. Fuck him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing was the frogman. Not gonna lie. I've never heard of that before. I have never, ever, ever heard of have, the Frogmen. I've heard have, stories. I've heard of it before. But you said that your your aunt? Oh, yeah, yeah. They they love it down there. They 100% believe it's true. I had a friend from Black River in high school who used to tell me all the stories about all that shit all the time. Black River. Yeah, I used to make fun of him, though, because he was from Black River. River. Why does it got to be black, dude? Because <sighs> it's black. Because the, the river itself is black. It's gross. All the, all the oil and shit we drop in it. I it's mean, dirty. The, all the, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we hope you enjoyed your ride with us on Creepy Ohio. Join us right here next week where we're going to be talking about the Honolulu Strangler. Yes, we're going back to true crime. Yeah. We're talking about an unsolved case as we do here. The Honolulu Strangler, also known as the Honolulu Rapist, was Hawaii's first known serial killer and was responsible for the death of five women in Honolulu between 1985 and 1986, and the killer has never been identified. Okay. So we're gonna get into that one next week. So make I sure. I love when you make me do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 a fucked up story. I actually know a lot about it too. So. Yeah. But they found out he did it. No. You got a whole other show with that. Shit. Up, <laughs> I do this to myself. That's my way. You realize that? I, I do this to myself. Yeah. Uh, yep. So listen, make sure to stop over to our official website, themidnighttrainpodcast.com. Right. At our website, you can buy some super sweet, super sweet merchandise. That was very emphatic. That was you very, like yeah. At our store, where you can find all kinds it's of cool shit, all kinds of shirts. And listen, we do have a new shirt coming. The... <laughs> the hotties, hotties of, of the, the Civil, Civil War. War. Hell yeah, that dude. shirt will be wait. coming. I actually started working on it, and it's going to be epic. What fucking episode was that? Yeah, I don't even remember. I can't remember what episode. Does it? It doesn't that matter. That was a great episode. Yeah, oh, it does not matter. Can I think of that one? Was hey, that Moody? 
I noticed something today when you came here. Did you? You smelt really good. I did. Yes. Yeah. Um, was I it, took a shower right before I came. What kind of soap did you use? Um, it's this wonderful soap. Called? Uh, it comes in a little square bar. Yeah. Uh, lots of good flavors. Flavors? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, it's uh, Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squatch. My favorite soap. You know why? Because Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene. Okay. I'm so excited. My mouth yeah. is getting upset. That's yeah. good. You need to try the new flavor. <laughs> Providing all natural, high-quality, healthy products, bar soaps, hair care, colognes, beard oils, and so much more that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All soaps and products are made right here in the U.S. using the finest all-natural ingredients, not cheaply made or harmfully mass-produced. You can get 20% off your first subscription, which I am getting my first subscription this week, by the way. Yeah, good, I am good. I'm jumping in because I used to just buy them just randomly, randomly or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Subscription's totally worth it. Yep, you can just head on over to the midnighttrainpodcast.com forward slash sponsors. Click on the banner and use promo code DSC Squatch20. That's DSC Squatch S Q U A T C H twenty to get the best damn they've, soap. They've got that uh stone IPA soap coming. Yeah, out, it's so. pretty badass. I'm excited to get that. And everyone keeps asking how they can help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show. Become a pooper. Become a pooper. That's right. Go over to the Midnight Train Podcast.com and click on the Patreon button at the top for as little as five bucks a month. Listen, uh, to be honest, you get all kinds of cool stuff. You get like yeah. bonuses, which we throw out yep. as often as we can. You get discounts on or discount codes for Discount merchandise and for stuff merch. and just dumb shit that we do all the time uh, like stupid you get the first viewing of our the documentary documentary yeah you get the live uh ghost hunt ghost hunt that we're doing all kinds of good shit yep. we gonna kill it we gonna nude, kill nude it pictures of john oh wait, wait what? every once in a while no was i not supposed to send those no out? no did you send those yeah. yeah, I got one. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Not my so dick. listen, we really appreciate everyone that helps produce this damn thing. And if you like what you hear from us and you want more bonus content, our Patreon is for you. Become a pooper. Or more right. boner content. Boner. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can also easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platforms. And most importantly, listen, just share it. If you could just do that, that's that's all we can ask. Yeah, honestly. just do it, man. You just do it. And everyone out there, I uh, I know some of you guys are out there pushing pushing it for us, and I, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. Yeah, for sure. You guys are do- just, yeah, it's just amazing that you guys are doing that. In Sweden, you're still killing it. We love you guys. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> so you. you guys, you know what? We should do, can we do a live show in Sweden? Yeah, let's let's go to Sweden and do yeah, a live I'm stream. Down. We should do that. I'm down. Totally be worth down. it. Down. Fuck yeah, dude. I will actually learn some Swedish just to go to Sweden? Just yes. to go there. Fergin, Fergin. <laughs> I don't think that's how it is. No? I no, do it, no. I don't think that's it. Oh. Well, we, we're no longer number one in Sweden. <laughs> Fuck, <Yeah>. Moody. <laughs> so don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Midnight Train OH, on Instagram at The Midnight Train Podcast, on TikTok at The Midnight Train P, that's just the letter P, yeah. and on YouTube at The Midnight Train Podcast. Honestly, cannot thank you enough for all the love and support you guys are so freaking amazing and listen you guys really do keep this damn thing moving so thank you so much for listening a very special thank you to the following patreon poopers coming dude i gotta you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys got it.
got it. There you go. To Maggie Brothers, Albert Lopez, oh. Miles Campbell, uh, Brian Gunsman, Margaret Atkins, Colleen Cox, Pumpkin Escobar, Mac Doherty, Gina Madison, Janet Sherell, Laura Randall, Chad Flint, Cheryl Pierce, Chris McLeod, Justin Kowalczyk, Rob Webb from the Fun Box Podcast. Please make sure you check. Uh, there, he's a, just he's funny as shit. So just check him out. Yeah, he is. It's good stuff. Christina Skelton and Jessica Bartolome from the Sister Skeleton oh, Podcast. Jesus. That's the Sister Skeleton Podcast. Sisters <laughs> Skeleton. Maria Gibbs, Chainsaw. What the there it is. fuck? <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Jigsaw, Craig Spurlock, Rick Resler, Courtney Batchelor, Katie Brabinick, and, of course, our boy, Bill Birch. Oh, good for you. If you want one. your name to be mentioned on the show and you want us to give you that shout out at the end, please become a Patreon producer. Become a pooper. Support the show. Get bonuses. Help out with good causes. All that good shit that add, we're going to be doing. Did you add the new our new guy in there? Oh, you know, I don't know if I did or no, I don't you think I did. Son of a bitch. I know. I'm a you piece better of find shit. it. We're not. I'm a piece. Oh, hold on. We are on. not on. ending on. the show hold until on. you find it. And also to Jacob Cook. Yeah, it is. Thanks for jumping on board, Jacob. We greatly appreciate you, man. I got you, man. John yeah. doesn't like you, but I got that's you. Fucked <laughs> that's fucked up. That is fucked up. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Be on the lookout for that new bonus. Because it's fucking hilarious. The nude bonus? The, the nude. nude bonus. We're going in a nude. I already sent those out. I told you. The nude erection. Yeah, I don't want to see another one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Love you. Hey, and of course. Yeah? Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. You did that on purpose. Yep. <laughs>